4: Recorded live.
5: He was sent up. He worked out in, and I may have some of this mixed up because I haven't read all the trial transcripts yet, but he got himself put in the mental hospital in Knoxville and managed to get himself out again. Well, About a month, some time ago, I'd have to go look. He sent me a friend request on Facebook. (laughs) Again, we we grew up together. And needless to say, I had nothing nice to say to that no count, bleepity bleep. But he has since been arrested again. All of these babies' infants, this particular one, was seven days old.
6: Oh, my God. Okay, seven days
5: old. Now if you can imagine No what no done, there's
7: only one what, thing to imagine and to understand. What, has, he, what? That man has got and it's I'm sorry but that is a sick You know what? There if, if, I, if, if that's not an evil spirit, what is?
5: Can't it is. I don't I listen. I'm finish? I'm not disputing that people like that can be possessed. I'm not and it probably is, I don't know. I'm not be, Not been around him?
7: There's no question in my mind that he is.
5: Okay, back to my point that he, uh, this child will never be normal. Um, We're talking colostomies, we're talking, it's bad. And so he's been arrested. The charges against him fairly severe, not going to be as severe as they should be. He's only looking at get this, 15 years.
8: Oh my god. Is this oh. the
5: this uh-huh. is the maximum. This is the maximum. Down there. This is the maximum sentence for the charge that they can put against him. Gee. Okay? They're trying to get a grand jury and and here's the problem. The grand jury would not indict him on what's called aggravated child abuse. Okay, Why not? aggravated aggravated child abuse can carry a life sentence. It's class B felony.
9: What's wrong with these people?
5: I don't know. I don't know the evidence that was shown. All I know is the family that that took him in um which they may be in trouble because they knew his record. They knew that he had a propensity for young children and, you know, they have a baby while he's there. But um, I, I tell this because for him, it's not about power. It's about sexual gratification. So pedophilia, whether it is a mental illness or not, and I'm assuming that it is, um, can be about both or either. And so it cannot I agree it can't be cured. But there is a huge difference in addictions. Whether it be,
7: it's called castration.
5: To there is a huge difference between someone attracted to that kind of thing versus a standard pornography addiction. So there is a huge difference there.
10: I just wasn't saying it. I'm sorry. I said I just wasn't nice about saying it. I said exactly what they need to do, because dick and his nuts off.
5: I don't disagree. I think they they do, but would that still stop? And and this is the bigger question, and somebody that works in mental health all the time could probably answer this, but the bigger question is, would that truly stop the crime? It may stop the act, but would there be a compensation? So let's say they got out. Would there be a compensation? Would there be a
7: colostomy or whatever is necessary for that child that wasn't penetrated? No.
4: okay i'll finish my
6: thought now they have other body parts that they can use to penetrate exactly their fingers
5: that's my point is that do do we truly does chemical castration or a double
11: tap across their forehead will take care (laughs) of
5: that a dollar 98 a dollar 98 but no seriously people And this is to anybody out there. If you're suffering any of the addictions that we've talked about tonight, please seek out help. Okay? It is imperative that you seek out help. There are people out there willing to help you. And trust me when I say, if you have a pornography addiction, whether it's pedophilia, whether it's whatever, there's help out there. Okay? There is help out there. And... It is very important that if you feel like you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else, please reach out to people. You can call the uh, National Suicide Hotline. Uh, They'll be glad to further you to resources. Uh, The National Boys Line will also do the very same thing. Uh, Reach out to your local pastors. You can reach out to, even if you're not Catholic, you can reach out to a Catholic priest. Um, they cannot break the vow of confession. Uh, Most pastors cannot break uh, pastoral privilege. So please reach out to somebody and get help. All right. To move on to the last topic, and we touched on it at first in in the opening and really never went any further with it, and that is the NFL. And I'm going to come back to the... To the nfl because uh do you think that the nfl has been hurt by what happened this weekend and if so how have they been hurt anybody want to tackle that
11: i think they've been hurt and <laughs> I- yeah.
7: I heard an interesting oh. comment tonight that I'd like to repeat that was from Rush Limbaugh tonight on Hannity about this. <laughs> I missed it. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. You know, his heart kind of goes out to the NFL because they've, they have found themselves in a very precarious position. They can either take the side of their players, their team, or they can take the side of the fans, and uh, you know, or their customers, their team, their players, or their customers. That's the choice they have to make.
11: Can I ring in on this?
7: And, and I personally think that the federal government ought to stop using our money to fund them. Until this day.
4: Can I ring in? Of course. Uh, I don't feel a damn bit
11: sorry for him. Excuse my French. We have subsidized them here in Nashville or the state of Tennessee to the tune of 200 and something million dollars uh, of building the uh, stadium to this day. Bud Adams is dead and gone. It was nineteen ninety nine ninety eight when the Titans came to Nashville. And Bud Adams is still, to this day, making a percentage off of concessions in everything that is sold in that stadium.
6: Mm-hmm.
11: I cannot go to my job and protest. I don't care who you work for. You're on somebody else's dime. And if those guys mm-hmm. want to get their point across, nobody even knows
7: what their point is.
9: If Wait a those I heard
7: what their point is. Would you <laughs> like to hear it?
9: They think they're oppressed, but the no, point
6: is, and no, I understand me.
7: No, they, it's equal protection under the law. That is why policemen are dying. I mean, we really need to don't, look at this for what it is.
6: But you
9: can't. You don't use the flag and the anthem to do that. Okay. No. There are different forums for you to do that.
7: I know and they that, went outside uh, it in the streets and yeah, nobody yeah. listened. Everybody just wanted it to go away, which it did. You know some so of the, it's still going on in the colleges, from what I understand. But, so uh, that's why
9: that's why they're using it on national TV because they think, the national right. well, they think they're going so. to be the
7: platform. That's right.
9: Well, that's because They think they're going to get attention
7: but they're getting the wrong
9: kind of attention because the Green Bay Packers came out and asked their fans to link arms tonight. Well, I'm gonna tell you what the response was to that. The fans said, absolutely not. Good for that. We are not going to link arms and and join you in what you're doing to the, the flag and this anthem and to the veterans. You stand and you respect that plan and you respect that athlete. And I agree. I'm done with it. I will never watch another NFL game again. My game day is Saturday now.
7: No balls.
6: <laughs> I mean, you know, what are you guys going to do when
7: the games on Saturday start having the same thing?
9: They won't. College players will never do that.
7: Really?
6: Because
9: they're not paid. They're
6: not paid well for one thing.
5: Well, first of all, Jill, it sounds to me like you support them taking a knee.
7: No, I didn't say that. The question is, understanding why they're doing it. Listen, I'll tell you what, and I voiced this on my Facebook page. So If you didn't see it, you're welcome to go there and check it out. I had probably six or eight different posts about this issue. But the one thing that, that, that... you know, that, that struck me throughout this week, and it's been a burden to me. And I finally sounded off about it tonight, let releasing the burden, okay? But here's what I wanted to say about it is, is, to me, I think that the problem is is that they're trying to talk about how they feel or what it is that their problem is, and no one wants to listen. Now, if we begin to listen and they say, here we have these facts and these facts and these facts and these facts. And it makes some sense. Do you think that our government leaders wouldn't be willing to do anything? I mean, well, you know, yeah. we can understand if we understand,
6: difference.
11: they right. don't give a shit if we listen or not, they're pushing for reparations.
5: First of all, yep. the the NFL, the, the NFL, those players, the owners, et cetera, et cetera. That is a job, number one. Number two, you do not protest at your job. You stand your ass up and do what you need to do. If and they're I going to protest, said that on my Facebook page, if, too. It's all been said. If they're going to protest, they are part of a union, okay? If they're going to protest, walk off the job. Okay. Mm-hmm.
7: I agree. I just, I agree. I don't think it should be done during the national anthem, or the, the playing of the national anthem. I don't believe that they should desecrate the flag and everything else that they call want to call free speech. No. You know, they want to desecrate the United States flag, but they want to remove all the others around. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if you all saw this or not, but there was a... Uh, an article floating around about a recent West Point graduation. Anybody else see that? Yeah, to... with
5: the with the communist yeah. uh, movement by uh, the... Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Right.
7: Do you think anything will be done about him?
5: You're most certainly right it'll uh, be something to be done about him. He's already been yep. brought up to be decommissioned.
7: Good. I hope so, they do. That was absolutely. my biggest concern when I read it, was that something took care of that and got him out of there.
5: Because, because I'm going to tell you, in the United States military, you have no right to protest Jack Diddley's squat. It's in the contract that you sign.
7: Well, he knew and, that. That's why he had it incognito in his hat.
5: <laughs> and when you have to pose for a picture with it. And at West Point, you sign a contract. That's basically a glorified OCS. So you, uh, you aren't going to do it there. As far as the NFL goes, here's the deal. Nobody gives a damn why these people are kneeling. Nobody cares. Nobody nobody even remembers Kaepernick starting it. They really don't. They don't care. What they see, what the majority of red, white, and blue see, isn't the fact that Kellen, uh, Kaepernick started it and says he can't support a country that oppresses the black man while he takes his check of millions of dollars to the bank. Um, but... Nobody remembers that. As far as he is, he was a mediocre quarterback that nobody wants to play for him because he can't win. Now you've got all these people that did it because President Trump said, look, owners ought to fire players that do it. Well, as much as I'm going to catch flack for this, the president was wrong. Okay? If the orders are from your team owner that when you work for me and you represent this organization, this is what you do. As of right now, that's not in place. Okay. Now, if you want to change the policy and the owners want to come out and say, this is what I want. If if Kraft for the Patriots comes out and says, I expect everybody to be standing on the sideline with their arms crossed their chest. You know what? You represent the company. That's what you do. If you don't want to represent the country, then guess what? You turn in your walking papers and off you go. Now, I will tell you, the coach that I give credit to, and I've never really liked him as a coach until I heard what he told those players, Riviera, Coach Riviera, he uh, of the Panthers, he told his his player that they would stand up and that they would not kneel. And I do know that a couple of them did, and I do know that they're facing fines by the team because they went against their coach. It's not Good. that hard to say, look, show some respect. Now, if they, mean, no problem,
6: they if are
11: regulated in everything they do. They're supposed to be out on the sidelines
5: standing there. The they can't wear does different not socks, say, they can't celebrate in
11: the say. end zone.
5: I know that. I know that they can't they can't do excessive celebrations. They have to wear the socks that is by the team that that you know Nike or whoever you know sponsors that team. I get all
11: Kaepernick got fined for wearing those pig socks.
6: As well, yeah, they for do
7: now.
5: Hey, do I got news for, for
7: you. They were they were wearing shoes, gym shoes or not gym shoes, but the cleats, whatever that were commemorating nine eleven, and they made them take those off too.
5: Well, yeah. I know I know but, several that got fined because they refused to take them off.
7: And let's not forget Tim
5: but, Tebow. Well, Dallas the,
6: Cowboys.
5: Dallas
9: Cowboys wanted to honor those five policemen that were shot down, and they said, "No, you can't do it."
6: Kate, well, Jerry, can't dis- Jerry Jones. Flag,
9: you can dis- disrespect the flag, and you cannot stand for the anthem. And by God, you can't honor five policemen that were shot down in the lighter booth. What a coward. Well, at, at, is at this, a coward.
5: At this juncture I will have nothing else to do with the NFL. And I know I can't I can't tell other people not to do it, but I do know who their sponsors are and I know who not to buy stuff from. And I'm a Chick fil A guy anyway, so I'll just go over and watch the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Uh, But
6: college
5: college is in trouble, too, because if any of you all follow ESPN,
6: you will
5: will know that the FBI has been uh, plugging up these schools for Adidas and Nike and other companies, funneling what will be millions of dollars to these schools, Mm -hmm. and they're only... They're only releasing a couple of the school's names, but there are a lot more on the list, and unfortunately one of them is going to be the University of Tennessee. Wow. Which is why...
7: The coaches are in trouble for promising the players' uh, sponsorships and whatnot.
5: No, they're in trouble for the money. Uh, You can make all the promises in the world. It's the money, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that went to these Uh, players. I know. Okay. And part of me and, and I've often said this, all these schools make mega bucks off of these kids. Okay? If any of you all have ever played NCAA uh uh Madden, uh the college football games or any of that stuff through the licensing, you know they don't get any of that windfall. The students get nothing. The players get nothing. Yeah. Now you know they i guess part of it could say well this is how you get your scholarship but all of this has to do with and and there's a there's a reason that all of this is playing out like it is and i believe it's because they want to compensate the players and as you know the NCAA was sued by Northwestern out of Illinois to basically form a union to represent their interest and get money from the different, uh, the NCAA and and the different collegiate sports uh, colleges and whatnot. They won their case, however, with the way that the rules are in the NCAA, they couldn't unionize. If they did, they forfeited playing in the NCAA and there's no teams playing outside the NCAA. So this, I think this is what this is all going to lead up to, the college kids being compensated if they make the team. And if that is the case, it'll take the fun out of college football just like it has out of the NFL. Mm. But Rick Pitino, uh, he's been on put on unpaid oh. administrative leave, but that <clears throat> is nice terms for saying we're going to fire his ass. We are just working on his buyout. Because the the college is going to have to pay him a lot of money for him to go away. The five assistants, four of the five assistants have already been fired, from what I understand. So. All right, guys. Well, finishing out on that note, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you to my Roundtable O guests, for those that have never participated before, and those that participate all the time. We appreciate you. We want you to tune in. This show is sponsored by the Wall Street Journal, where you get the right news at the right time. Upper right-hand corner, political straight talk, you save money, I make money, great capitalistic world. And through December, we are brought to you by Chick-fil-A, where well, they didn't invent the chicken, just the chicken sandwich. And Secret Sleepers, where uh, we study the hotels, so you get the right choice. Now, I've got to work on a better catchphrase, but that'll work for now. And uh, on behalf behalf of uh, Political Straight Talk, this is the Political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. Good night.
11: Call recording has been completed.
5: And before anybody says it, yes, I know I did not do my normal ending.
9: I know you didn't, and I'm shocked.
5: Some people are. That's probably only the third time I've not done it the entire time I've done the show.
9: God. What the hell is wrong with you? Your time of the
5: month? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I've already had my... I've already had menopause. <laughs> but but if y'all hang on, I'll see if Chelsea Manning's available. Hold on. Hold on. Okay.
7: Chelsea!
5: Hi. <laughs>
6: Baby, you
7: don't do a good healthy manning. I'm
9: sorry. Hi, How y'all doing? uh, How's your trader self doing today?
5: Oh, I'm so upset. I could not get into Canada. And I've heard that even Uh, North Korea will not accept my passport.
7: (laughs) When did you get an accent?
5: I...
6: You
9: do, realize, you do realize that in 1775, Cupcake, they would have hung your
6: ass.
5: You, no talking. And no you stop talking to me like that. I'm madder than John Wayne Bobbin at a knife convention.
6: <laughs> oh, my
12: Yep,
5: China
11: just President, put, George. Uh, North Korea. What? China just put sanctions against North Korea. I posted it in the room.
5: Who put sanctions against them?
11: China.
5: Well, China doesn't want a war going on over there. No. Oh, oh wait, Chelsea has something to say. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm good. <laughs> Y'all got to quit laughing. Makes me laugh and then I can't do it. <laughs> you
6: know, the
5: the boss lady hates it when I talk like this. She's like, You need to talk normal. She's like makes me wonder about you.
6: <laughs> oh
5: she's
6: just too oh good. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Oh Lord, have mercy!
6: What is she going to give? You oh, I just to say this, this one thing. On I, I just got to say this
7: one thing. You know, I was before the show tonight. I was sitting there watching Hannity going, Oh my God, this guy's on at nine o'clock. Did they not say that, no, that Laura Ingram was supposed to get the ten o'clock spot? Not not that's why the they road. were moving. What's his name to Hannity to nine? Not no, to no, the to what? To the end of
9: October. She does not start until the end of October.
7: Okay. I wondered if maybe it was just prematurely. I was thinking prematurely that they already got it, because got, um, I noticed they had just like a regular news, like headline news type deal for the last hour of the night. And I would assume also- it was probably the ratings that, that made them move Hannity. I just have to tell you that I was listening no, to all
5: of they- that. They want to put Hannity head to head with Maddow because yeah, they're trying yeah, to get, yeah. they're trying to get, they're trying to get a couple of the sponsors to drop her. And if yeah. Hannity goes head to head with her, he's already beat her now. Each time he's been in that time slot, but Hannity's mm-hmm. the number one rated show on the, t- on that channel right now. Okay. Well,
7: mm-hmm. the, reason I and, this, the reason I said this was that was this, okay. <laughs> I, I really, I was like, I am going to go get on political straight talk so that I can at least hear some <laughs> some reason reasonable talk instead of this insanity that I'm listening to on
5: <laughs> well,
7: <laughs> You start talking about pedophilia. I mean. Well, hey,
5: it, it, the conversations on this program go all of its directions.
7: I anyway, know.
5: I know. All right. Final thoughts so I can wrap it up. I heard somebody talking a minute ago, and everybody was talking all at the same time.
9: Uh, talking about what? Chelsea. Chelsea, did they whack it
6: off yet?
5: <laughs> no, my Obamacare don't kick in until January, and so <laughs> I just can't have the operation. So until So until January, I'm just a-swinging
11: chelsea <laughs> I, I need a drink to for a wedding next weekend
5: uh, oh honey i know who you're talking about and i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna be there and let them know that he's marrying a fag hag and he can't be laying with me one <laughs> week and marrying her the next he's such a manhole <laughs>
6: oh my god <laughs> Do you think oh, look, there's a couple look. of people
11: there, other than the bride and groom, second-time groom, first-time bride, that we'll know, just asking for a friend? Oh,
5: I'm pretty sure. I'm going to tell you right now, Kimberly Dunn told me about that dress, and she said it is nothing more than a tramp stamp with cloth, baby.
6: <laughs>
5: don't... Don't
6: look now,
9: but Amanda's behind you with a butcher knife.
6: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you should see him. You should see him when
0: he's FaceTiming and acting like that. His face is even goes right along
6: with the voice. Oh my lord!
5: <laughs> it's terrible. Well, sweetheart, when you're going to step. When you're going to step into a caricature, you must step into it, right?
7: <laughs> oh, Fabian, that's a caricature.
6: As long as you Thank
7: understand you.
11: it's a character, not real life.
7: I know. I know. I, I, it was a joke. Oh. Sometimes,
5: <laughs> some Sometimes, sweetheart, real life and fantasy have such a broad line.
6: Oh, No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh, exit.
5: God. Exit. Oh, left, even. Okay. Lord, of
11: my. <laughs> Do we need to go shopping first? Do you need a new dress,
5: Chelsea? <laughs> oh, sweetheart.
7: Oh, my I Lord. Had, had,
5: I've had to have this dress custom made because, you know, like they make them to the hide them pistols. I had to hide my pistol since I gotta wait till January to get that thing whacked off.
11: No, no, haven't you heard? Just get some duct tape and snatch it back.
5: Okay, right. because as you all know, I had such a great military career, and I got some big cojones, and I just can't do that.
6: Well, well, this
9: I'm, play, I'm, going, I'm going to watch a real man now Called Daniel Craig Play Bond, <laughs> James Bond
5: <laughs> Barbara you're so trapped in the past Come to the future Come to the future Get out of the past Watch some real movies Watch some Craig real movies is. You should watch James my hero Bob. Barbara you should watch my hero Rube. Barbara you should watch my hero. My hero is RuPaul. <laughs>
6: oh.
5: oh my God. And listen, that Carson that Carson off of uh Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, isn't he something else? Oh my god, I think I need a cigarette. <laughs> You know you know that I, I got my military check in the mail because you know I'm not allowed to go to the military base right now. I got my check in the mail and I'm gonna go spend it. You know where I'm gonna spend it at?
6: <laughs> are you going to Alda take me? I'm going to the money.
4: I'm going so to the blue oyster.
6: <laughs>
5: I'm gonna to go to the Blue Oyster and watch the Chip and Dale Gay edition. I'm so excited! <laughs> All right, guys.
6: You ought to buy some. All right.
5: <laughs> I gotta run, but uh, listen, <laughs> y'all have a good night.
6: Okay. Thank you. Yes. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>
4: mm mm-hmm. Talksheet.
7: Recorded live.
4: Nice all right.
13: guy. Really nice guy. I mean, of all the clients I've ever had, this, this guy is one of the kindest, you know, most ethical persons uh, I've ever met. And his family is suffering from multiple illnesses. And he's trying to keep his family together and trying to keep a business going. And the feds are coming down on him really hard. And uh, I, I did ask him at one point if he had had any communication with the uh, Department of State he said, "Oh, yeah, I went round and round with them, dating back several years. And you should see this correspondence it's It's just funny because at one point they said to him, well we, we can't modify this application for passport. You know that's like the bureaucrat's answer. So he wrote back to him and he said, Well, your form is wrong because I'm not a federal citizen, and I can't declare myself to be a federal citizen just because your form is defective." You know, and then it got bumped upstairs, <laughs> and then he got a letter from a higher up saying, uh, "Well, yeah, well, we uh, we can't change our forms, but we we may process this anyway if you'll just write this uh, write this statement out." Blah blah blah. It took something like nine months for him to get a passport under the auspices that he was a citizen of Massachusetts. He finally got it, but you know, they mm-hmm. just make it. They make it so difficult when they should already understand these laws. This is the Department of State. You know, this is a cabinet-level office. You would think that they would read the Constitution and at least know federal citizenship didn't exist until after the Civil War. But, you know, a lot of these bureaucrats are really dense, and I think they're brainwashed. Honestly, I think they're brainwashed into believing there's only one class of federal citizens, and that all happened as a result of the Civil War, and we're not going to listen to any other argument you might state. Well, what really changes it for them is when we come forward with federal court cases that have said there's two classes of citizens, and federal citizens are citizens of the federal government, and state citizens are citizens of one of the 50 states. When you put these federal... You know, standing federal court decisions in front of them, dating all the way back to like, you know, 1875, <laughs> that changes the argument. That changes the conversation. And a lot of times the bureaucrats have to send the correspondence over to, you know, legal counsel for that agency, immigration, naturalization, or whatever.
2: But right. I, I'll tell
13: you, before we found those cases, this, this argument was much more difficult to make because those cases have been hidden systematically. There are a couple of really good state Supreme Court cases as well. You know, the California Supreme Court at one point said there's no such thing as a citizen of the United States. (laughs) You know, that that changes the argument right there. You show them a Supreme Court decision out of one of the states that said there's no such thing as a citizen of the United States prior to the Civil War. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that's not Paul Mitchell. That's not you or, you know, Angela saying it. That's a a court, a high-level court. And there are lots of other cases like that, you know. The Crookshan case out of the U.S. Supreme Court is, is one of the clearest. You know, we have a, we have in our form of government, we have a government of the United States, and we have a government of each of the several states, and each of these governments is distinct from the others, and each has citizens of its own. Those are the exact words of the U.S. Supreme Court, and that's a standing Supreme Court decision; has never been overturned. So when you have the Supreme Court on your side, you know. No one should be punished for relying on a decision of the U.S. Supreme Court. And there's a Supreme Court decision that has said just that, U.S. versus Mason. No one should be punished unnecessarily for relying upon a standing decision of the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's been the thrust of our counsel to people. We we tell people, take my name off it. If you don't like the book, forget me. Take my name off all of it. Just rely on standing decisions of the U.S. Supreme Court, and you'll be fine.
3: Right. All right, yeah, that was all I had to um, ask. I appreciate y'all's time, and it's a great show.
10: Thank you so much.
3: All right. All Thank-
10: next up. Thank you. Sorry I cut you off. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Far north suburbs. Wait a minute. Of San Diego. Okay. There you go. You've been unmuted. Hello. Far north. Hey, there you are. Did you have a question or a comment for our guest speaker? Hello? Okay, well, it's not happening. Let's see. Next up, Great Gazoo. You've been unmuted. Hello? Hi. Hi, Angela. Hi. Uh,
14: yeah, I just had got a question? quick question uh, for Paul. Okay. Um now I, we're going to go. I'm going to take you back into to the context of of the underlying congressional liability for subsection A. Right? You said there is no liability created by Congress. Right. They rammed this stuff through with the regulations. Now I want to right. ask: Is it that they could not do that? without bringing back slavery, like, uh, what is it, uh, Title 18, uh, 1548, I think it is, forced servitude, where they sell people into slavery, because it's kind of what they're doing, isn't it? I mean, they, they're selling your labor to the bank to pay their debts, which you never you never ordered anything that they're spending the money on, You know what I'm saying? Like if I went to a restaurant and ordered something and said, oh, just put it on the next people that show up, you know, they don't have anything to do with that. Do you you think they they cannot create the liability because of the forced servitude?
13: Well, that's a really good question for a lot of reasons, and I have about ten answers to that question because it's such a good question. Let let me just throw some things out that you can double-check on your own. Uh-huh. Uh, number one, if you follow what happened in America right after the South surrendered at the end of the Civil War, a whole lot of really strange things happened, uh, one of which was that uh, because the southern states, all except for one, refused to ratify the 14th Amendment, the Congress enacted what are called the Reconstruction Acts, and they ordered the president to send the Union Army back into those states. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, the president opposed it at first, and there's a very famous uh, veto letter that President Johnson submitted to the Congress. And, of course, they had to override his veto to make it look like it was okay. But the bottom line is the Union Army reinvaded the South. And they forced the southern legislatures to change their <clears throat> vote from no to yes on the 14th Amendment. Now, prior to that, the northern states had been duped into thinking it was a good idea, so they initially voted yes. And then when news of this reinvasion of the South reached the northern states, they changed their yes vote to no. So here you had two points in time, basically. You had the northern states at time one, voting yes, and you had the southern states, all except one, voting no. They saw right through it. And then at time two, you had the northern states changing their yes vote to no, and at time two, you had the southern states who were forced to change their vote from no to yes at the point of a bayonet. They were under martial law. Now, even counting in this strange manner, the Secretary of State said, well, we're going to count the yes vote of the northern states as yes and ignore the fact that they changed their yes vote to no. And we're going to ignore the no vote of the southern states initially and count them as yes because they were forced to change their vote from no to yes by the presence of martial law and the Union Army on their street corners. And when we count up the yeses in that manner, we get 27. Now, the Utah Supreme Court looked at this whole problem back in 1860, no, 1968, 100 years after the fact, and they concluded that 28 states were needed to ratify the 14th Amendment. But there were only 27 yeses, even counting in this strange manner. Now, let's go into the 14th Amendment and take a look at what it says. Initially, it tried to elevate to constitutional status, this second class of federal citizens, also known as citizens of the United States. But if you scroll down, and very few people bother to do this because it's a very wordy amendment, when you scroll down to Section 4, what does it say? It says, the validity of the public debt shall not be questioned. So here Congress was attempting to create this second class of subjects of the District of Columbia. And... At the same time, they tried to say the validity of the public debt shall not be questioned. Well, I put those two together, and I said, I get it. This is all fomented by the banks who want to loan lots of money to the federal government and require payment from the citizens. But I think Congress realized at the time they couldn't couldn't dupe state citizens into this scam They couldn't do that legally. They couldn't rope the state citizens into this scam because the state citizens are not responsible for the federal debt. This is an obligation between the Congress and the banks. The state citizens out there, citizens of one of the United States of America, those people are not party to any such loan. Now, to make matters all that much worse, the evidence is conclusive that this attempt to force the 14th Amendment onto the American people, failed miserably because you can't use force or fraud to make law. The Supreme Court has said that. You can't make law using force or fraud. So the, this 14th Amendment is a fraud. It was never lawfully ratified. They never reached 28. And they, even if they reached 28, they were still counting in a very unlawful, fraudulent manner.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now,
13: yeah. now, let's let's continue forward to another place in history that's been completely overlooked in law schools and in public schools and even in courts. We dug deep because people were trying to tell us that the federal government was incorporated in 1871. And people have been brainwashed in deciding this act of Congress that incorporated the District of Columbia. Well, the District of Columbia is different from the United States federal government. I mean, the federal government, you know, is the government for the 50 states and for D.C., Guam, Virgin Islands, American Samoa, and Puerto Rico. District of Columbia is just a little square on the ground. Actually, it's a truncated square because the area south of the Potomac was given back to Virginia. It's not even a square anymore. It's just a small parcel of land. That's all it is. And it's very common for these municipal governments to to incorporate. Counties do it. Cities do it. it. It's very, very commonplace. But all that that act did to incorporate anything was to incorporate the District of Columbia government. But it also did something else extremely important in our opinion, in our professional opinion. What that act of 1871 also did was to extend the entire U.S. Constitution into the District of Columbia in so many words. Now what did that do? Well, when the entire U.S. Constitution was extended into the District of Columbia, then all of the restrictions that applied to the federal government inside the states of the Union necessarily apply to the federal government whenever it enacts municipal law. Now I'm leading up to something. There are two ways Congress can pass taxes, can, can enact taxes and impose taxes on the American people. One are called indirect taxes like excise taxes on the sale of gasoline. Everyone's familiar with that, right? And the other are direct taxes And there are two places in the Constitution where a very specific restriction is imposed on all direct taxes. They must be apportioned among the several states, just like U.S. representatives. Well, if one penny of a direct tax is levied on the District of Columbia, is that tax apportioned among the several states? No. No. For a a lawful direct tax to be imposed by Congress, it can be only collected from the several states. There's a principle at work here no taxation without representation. This was a rallying cry during the Revolutionary War because King George was extracting all these taxes and we had no appeal to the Parliament in London. Okay? So the Revolutionary War was fought on the basis of this principle no taxation without representation. Well, are there any U.S. representatives from the District of Columbia? No. It's not a State of the Union. There are no U.S. representatives elected from the District of Columbia, and there are no U.S. senators elected from the District of Columbia. There are no state governors there. There's no state legislature there. It's not a State of the Union, and there are no state courts there. Only federal courts are available to the federal zone. So my conclusion, and I put this in front of federal judges, is that you cannot impose a direct tax on federal citizens because they're subject to the District of Columbia, you can't do it. You cannot extract one penny of a direct tax from the District of Columbia without amending the Constitution because it says no direct tax or capitation shall be imposed unless in proportion to the enumeration here and before stated. And that enumeration is the one that divvies up the distribution of U.S. representatives among the 50 states. You see the connection? No taxation without representation. If you don't have a U.S. representative that you can appeal to and try to influence and write to him, you know, and and lobby him, and he's supposed to represent your interests, if you don't have one, then they cannot impose a direct tax on you. And that's exactly what they're doing with the Internal Revenue Code. They're defining income as everything that comes in, and the money you receive belongs to you. It's not income. And when Congress tries to tax that, that's a direct tax because it's imposed directly on a person's private property that's a direct tax and they're saying you don't have the option that's what they say it's not an excise tax it's can not call it? you can they buy it or, you know like gasoline which you can buy or not buy if you need it or you don't need it even if you need it you, you don't have to buy it you can you know, buy you know, rent a taxi or have somebody drive you around that's the difference in, indirect excise taxes are really voluntary, but direct taxes, they're not voluntary. When Congress imposes a direct tax, it has to be paid, and it works out to a per capita type tax. So all of this boils down to one very blatant thing. The way the federal income tax is being imposed is totally unlawful. I mean, it's mm-hmm. almost No aspect of it that doesn't run afoul of some guarantee in the constitution and the Bill of Rights and all the other laws that they still do it. Pardon?
10: Yet they still do it. It's still in the Oh yeah. It's an
13: extortion racket. That's (laughs) what it is. The bottom line is legally speaking it's an extortion racket and they threaten people all the time with fines, penalties, forfeitures, prison, loss of paychecks, loss of bank accounts, loss of property, you know, they take your car or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you know, we've been fighting this all this time, and I th- I was hoping that we had gotten through to the Trump organization prior to the election when President Trump became president. I, I was hoping we-, we had gotten through to them somehow, but I fear that my stuff is so shocking to people <laughs> that hear it the first time. They They were yeah. too panicky. I think panic set in that, wow, uh, if we have to tell people there hasn't been a liability statute all this time, I mean, there there could be a revolution in this country if if, if a lot enough people found out how unlawful this is, you know, it, it it could lead to some pretty disastrous protests. And you know what's been happening with with protests, you know, the cops have been sent out and they beat heads, and you know it gets into uh, you know who who started this, and you know heads get bashed and people get hauled off to jail and. You know, I think some of the people in uh, Homeland Security kind of hoping for, uh, you know, a revolution that will allow them to institute martial law the way they imposed it on the South after the Civil War. Okay. Now, I, I've been telling I federal I judges, think. my whole purpose here is to prevent a civil war, Your Honor, because you can see all of the ways in which this organization is violating all of these laws and all of these regulations and all of these court decisions and you're still expecting us to kneel over and kiss their butts. And I'm not that kind of American. You know, my father was in the first wave of US Marines to hit Iwo Jima, and his blood runs through my veins. So you're not going to tell me, you know, I have to pay for bombs and bullets and all these other unlawful activities that the federal government is involved in drug trades and abortion and blah blah blah. You 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 cannot ask me to violate, you know, ethical principles that are obligating me to my creator, and then turn around and say, well, yeah, you have to do this because we're telling you you have to do it. Well, I've I've told them many times, no, I I won't do it. I mean, I I know enough to defend myself, and I've had to do it many times. And, you know, I don't always win because a lot of these so-called judges uh, don't even have credentials. And that, by the way, is the the main motivation for the credential investigation that we've been involved in ever since August of 2001. We gave all these courts plenty of opportunity to rule on the facts and the laws. I mean, when the Supreme Court says, we can't find an act of Congress creating the IRS, that's standing case law. I can put that in front of a federal judge, but they go, well, that's a political matter. Or, you know, they make up some BS answer, and I'm Mm -hmm. telling them, Your Honor, I'm relying on the U.S. Supreme Court. I don't know what you're relying on. But we've had that experience so many times that we decided to go after their credentials. And I think that was the reason why I got arrested, because they just didn't want people to realize how correct I was. But I had a defense attorney say to me, Paul, you're not going to be allowed to show the jury any of the letters you've gotten from the Department of Justice in response to your request for these credentials. That was the evidence they were terrified of, because I didn't make up these missing credentials. These are letters from the Department of Justice, Washington, D.C., telling me, well, yeah, we have these credentials for these robes, but we don't have these other credentials for those robes. You know, that's on government letterhead admitting that they're supposed to have these credentials because they are the legal custodian the Department of Justice, but they would tell me if they didn't have them. That's very incriminating. And then I would go the next step. I would go to the judges, and I would say, Uh, Mr. So-and-so or Madam such-and-such, the Department of Justice couldn't find these credentials for you. You have to have four credentials. We only got two. Or you're supposed to have four credentials. We didn't get any. Or the credentials we did get are defective for this, that, and the other reason. And, man, I'll tell you, the marshals contacted me at one point because they, they were getting these phone calls when I was working in San Diego. They were getting these phone calls from these, I call them robes, And they were trying to say I was a terrorist. (laughs) And I had two deputy marshals interview me one day, and I said, no, we're just doing these FOIA requests for these credentials, and the Department of Justice is telling me when they have them and when they don't. And the deputy marshal in uh, San Diego said, well, just write us a letter, would you? We'll we'll, we'll send the letter on to these people in Chicago. (laughs) But then it it, it got worse because as we continued the investigation, we were going from the West Coast eastward and after a while it was really uh, amounting to a massive amount of credentials that were missing or defective and that's what happened well they arrested me
10: no but i mean what happened to the judges or the alleged judges these people that claim to be judges that don't have the proper credentials are they still judging are they still on the bench
13: Yep. well what the hell
10: Well, don't you know the story
13: about the book? The book was stolen. The book that I wrote was stolen and put on the Internet, and I sued 129 defendants. We went all the way to the Supreme Court with that. And the Department of Justice told me on Department of Justice letterhead that Ginsburg, Thomas, and Breyer didn't have presidential commissions. (laughs) They're still on the Supreme Court, aren't they?
10: Yeah.
13: See, Ginsburg, Thomas, and Breyer. So you did all this
10: work, and we found out they didn't have—they don't have the credentials, but they're still there. So, what have we accomplished, except for knowledge, which is always a good thing? Knowing is better than not knowing. But I mean, well,
13: I have some wins, you know. You know, I'm not a—I'm not a loser here.
10: (laughs) Oh no, I know that. I know. I'm not saying you are. It's just that the the, as far as the credential thing goes, you know, because. I mean, well, it was back in two thousand and four that I think we I started emailing you about that particular issue because of Irwin's judge Kent Dawson. Do you remember right. that? That's a long time ago.
13: Well, we used and it recently in with? the in the Hoven case. Are you familiar with the Hoven case?
10: Oh, yeah, Kent Hoven, yeah.
13: Well, when I got released, one of my my students asked me to look into his case, and we intervened. And the first thing the judge did was to blow me off, like, well, you're not a party to this case. We're not going to let you in. And then I responded with a motion for reconsideration, and I really pulled out the stops. And I put a, a lot of heavy emphasis on the fact that these U.S. attorneys are convening grand juries without the credentials the U.S. attorney is supposed to have. There's a case out yeah. of Colorado that says in such a situation when the US attorney or assistant US attorney enters a grand jury room without credentials, any indictment that comes out of that grand jury needs to be dismissed. Period. And uh any bonds need to happen? be exonerated. That that's the Pignatiello case. Did I ever tell you about Pignatiello, Angela?
10: I don't recall that one. I don't that name doesn't sound familiar, so I don't think so.
13: Oh, I haven't told you about that one. Yeah, so that that was a win because the attorney actually dug in, the defense attorney dug in and found out that the uh, U.S. attorney, the assistant U.S. attorney who convened that grand jury had conducted grand jury proceedings for three weeks without credentials. And so when Judge Mage discovered that, he threw the case out and exonerated all the bonds. And he has a oh. great paragraph there that talks about the basis behind the oath of office clause in the U.S. Constitution. It's just uh, amazing. Every once in a while, a judge will do something really good. And this is one of those instances where he explains the meaning of the oath of office and how it establishes authority. And absent that credential, uh, they don't have authority, period. So we've been sharing that decision ever since. And it, it sprung Hovind about Oh two two, maybe two and a half months later, he, he was released. I think he was incarcerated for about five years. Uh, That's the yeah. Hovind case. So if you're on the Internet, it's Supreme Law forward slash CC forward slash Hovind, H-O-V-I-N-D. Or write to me if you're listening and you want to know how to get to that set of paperwork. Just write to me at our uh, contact email address at SupremeLaw.org. And I'll refer you to the Hoven stuff. We also got into the fact that uh, the uh, U.S. district courts are not constitutional Article 3 courts. They're actually uh, legislative tribunals. They were created under a a different clause in the U.S. Constitution. So they're sort of quasi-legislative, but they don't have criminal jurisdiction. And I think this is another reason why the feds are so mad at me, because we've proven that U.S. district courts inside the 50 states do not have criminal jurisdiction. They have zero criminal jurisdiction. And the way you prove that is to show how the courts' names were changed around 1949 as a result of two big acts of Congress that President Truman signed. And they tried to change these jurisdictional statutes using amendments to rules of court rather than acts of Congress that actually amended the jurisdictional statute. By jurisdictional statute, I mean an act of Congress that confers criminal jurisdiction on a court. And prior to 1948, the only federal courts that had original criminal jurisdiction were called district courts of the United States. And as a result of these uh, amendments to the rules of court, the feds tried to make a switch to United States District Courts, but the Supreme Court, this is where their their position falls flat on its face. The Supreme Court has said you cannot change a jurisdictional statute by amending rules of court, because rules of court are promulgated by the U.S. Supreme Court. So you've got nine black robes up there, right? They can't legislate a change or make amendments to acts of Congress. No way. That gets back to separation of powers again. Only Congress can do that, right the House, the Senate, and then the President signs it. so here they tried to do it with with nine robes tinkering with rules of court, and rules of court are not even laws. <laughs> I get into this with federal judges all the time. you know they they 'll tell my clients, you have to obey federal rules of evidence in this court, or you have to obey federal rules of civil procedure in this court and of course, my clients come to me because they've they've opted to get my counsel rather than hire you know, a licensed attorney. Well, a licensed attorney has uh, an obligation to honor rules of court because they're officers of the court. But private citizens have, have no obligation. And I can show you court cases that have said this. You cannot enforce rules of court strictly on private citizens that are defending themselves or prosecuting their own civil cases or even criminal cases for that matter. I I got the feds all tied up on on this question because they tried to force a defense attorney on me. And every time they tried that, I said, no, there's a law that says I can appear on my own behalf. 1654 in Title 28 says I can appear uh, on my own behalf. Uh, I don't have to appear under auspices of an attorney. So, yeah, we went round and round on that. But the bottom line is, you know, rules of court are not laws even though they're promulgated by the U.S. Supreme Court, they're, they're just guidelines for you know people that are employed by the federal court system or people who are officers of the federal court system. Those are the people that have an obligation to honor all those rules, but private citizens have no obligation to honor those rules because they're not laws. So when a, uh, an amendment is made to uh, federal rules of civil procedure or federal rules of criminal procedure, such a change can have no effect whatsoever on an act of Congress that conferred criminal jurisdiction on the district courts of the United States, this really drives them nuts because I'm basically telling them that all of these criminal prosecutions since June 25, 1948, have been ultra vires, illegal. Now, of course, we've got 25% of the world's prison population in this country. You know, what a coincidence, right? Anyway, I got off the subject a little bit, but this, this issue of the federal court jurisdiction comes up all the time in, in cases having to do with tax evasion or failure to file. And uh, the feds did not tell me why they released Hovind. So I, to be perfectly honest with you, I cannot take credit for his release, but the timing is really pregnant. I mean, he was in for several years, and it was only about uh, no more than three months after we intervened that he was released. So my students. Have you like talked to? to
10: that. Uh, you ever talked to Paul John Hansen?
13: I'll say that again.
10: Have you ever spoken to Paul John Hansen?
13: Oh, the Is name he ha- he sounds said, familiar.
10: He was uh, helping also with that case, and. Oh really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on the other day actually uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs>
13: There's a group you that's also talk proved to that the you guys House said Go yeah. ahead, I'm sorry. There's also, you know, on this subject of criminal jurisdiction, there's there's also a group of people who've done a really good job proving that the House and the Senate voted on different versions of that law, and that's also terribly important. But for my purposes, uh, a client asked me to look into Title 18 because we had already proved this problem in Title 28 in my civil case. When my Supreme Court case you know, reached the uh, high court, uh, we had already perfected that argument on the civil side. But my client wanted to know if the same type of problem was also true on the criminal side. And so he paid me to go to work, and I started reading that law. And sure enough, you know, at the very end, they always hide the good stuff at the end. At the very end, there was another one of these one-liners that says, whenever a rule of court or an amendment to a rule of court conflicts with an act of Congress, then the rule change or the rule itself abrogates the act of Congress, basically nullifies the act of Congress. I looked at that and I went, that's unconstitutional. You know, you can't change a rule of court with the effect of abrogating or nullifying an act of Congress. No way. And I even found a U.S. representative, a congressman, who objected to that very same clause. It's called the Abrogation Clause. And don't you know, several years later, Congress repealed that law in Title 18, and they replaced it using the same section number, 3771. And that new section, 3771, has to do with crime victims' rights. It's called the CVRA, Crime Victims' Rights Act. So they've erased all evidence, all historical evidence, that this was an unconstitutional abrogation clause in Title 18, Congress has completely erased that history. (laughs) You just need to know where to look. Of course, it's in the statutes at large. If you go back to the original act signed by President Truman on June 25, 1948, there it is. The section 3771 in that original act has nothing to do with crime victims' rights. It has to do with this abrogation of acts of Congress, whenever the Supreme Court wants to change a rule of court, terribly significant. And I say terribly because I formally challenged the abrogation clause on the civil side in my copyright case. And we asked the federal court system to declare that abrogation clause unconstitutional. And I'll tell you, I guess the feds just felt like, you know, that was Pandora's box and they weren't going to let me open it, period. It was funny, when I got to the Supreme Court, you know, soon after that, uh, Associate Justice Sandra Day O'Connor resigned. And I can't take any blame for this. Recorded live. It's really sad. Now you know why I don't live in California. The place is run by Marxists, as far as I can tell. Yeah. I didn't get anywhere in the. I, I tried to re- resurrect the case in the, the state courts using civil Rico, but they just handed it back to the same feds, and it got obstructed the same way. So I never got paid for all of those copies of my book that were distributed illegally through AOL's website initially. But the bigger question had to do with, you know, this jurisdictional problem, because I proved to the feds that the district court of the United States had jurisdiction in my copyright case, but they convened the wrong court.
14: Oh, let me read that to you. It, it says, uh, it is an accepted rule that not only in state courts, but in federal courts as well, that when a judge is enforcing administrative law, they are described as mere extensions of the administrative agency for superior reviewing purposes and a ministerial clerk for the agency. That's 30-CAL-596-167-CAL-762. And there's another one here. Judges who become involved in enforcement of mere statutes, civil or criminal in nature or otherwise, act as mere clerks of the involved agency. That's Casey Davis Administrative Law Chapter
13: One. I'm glad you're bringing up this question of of administrative law because, um, you know, I filed uh, five federal tort claims for all the damages I suffered. I mean, they basically cleaned me out, you know. Uh, I didn't have an apartment to go back to, and the furniture was gone, and all the papers were gone. My trustee rescued my computers, thank God. I mean, if it hadn't been for him, I would have been destitute totally. But since then, my federal tort claims have been obstructed by various bureaucrats inside the Bureau of Prisons and U.S. Marshals and so on and so forth, especially IRS. But in the course of looking for you know, alternatives to litigation, we discovered a very interesting act of Congress called the Administrative Dispute Resolution Act of 1996. And that act refers to specific subchapters within Title V that authorize mediation and arbitration and neutrals, and it gets into all of those implementing statutes that expressly authorize administrative dispute resolution as an alternative to litigation in the federal courts. That's exactly what Congress found, Mm -hmm. that ADR should be recognized by all federal agencies as an, an important alternative to litigation in the federal court system. And Sessions has ignored my request for ADR. Secretary of the Treasury has ignored my request to ADR. And I don't even know if the president is seeing any of my paperwork. But everybody I talk to about this act of Congress is hearing about it from me the first time. But it's been on the books since 1996. What is that, 21 years? I really wish somebody inside the federal government would take this matter seriously because our chances of prevailing inside a U.S. District Court challenging the IRS are like about 1 in 50. And that's due to all the bias and bribery and and just raw corruption that's going on throughout the system. I mean, I I can show you articles like Paul Craig Roberts. The name might not be that familiar to you, but he was an official within the U.S. Department of the Treasury years ago. He was high up. He was just a couple of... uh, rungs below the secretary level. And he wrote a really blistering essay recently saying the title of it is, The Justice System is Criminal. And it gets into some really shocking stuff. I mean, I thought my case was bad, but some of the things that he reports in that essay are just really shocking. And I encourage you to take a look at it. We have a subsection in our library called Authors and under that, it's Roberts, R-O-B-E-R-T-S. That's his last name, Paul Craig Roberts. And we've got a bunch of other essays on there, too, that have explored various aspects of this corruption. You know, The federal courts are uh, really deeply mired in this uh, swamp. I like to call it a cesspool. <laughs>
4: You are unmuted. ...with them a whole lot, but, you know,
8: you see your neighbors, you, you you wave, and they know who you are. They know you live in the area, you know, and the people right in my little, uh, I live at a coder site too, and uh, we all know one another, and now you mean to tell me you went so far as to uh, talk about me and say something about me that I don't even know what you said. To them, but these people are treating me like i'm some criminal. i'm pissed off about that. I'm really yeah. pissed off about that and yeah, so they they did the same I, thing to me after thirty yeah. years
14: and i had to, and I had to sell my house and get away not really I, I would
8: sell my house and get away so 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 my thing is I'm going to each and every one of those neighbors, and I'm giving them information and and anybody that wants to come up to me. And, and, and act like they want to uh, treat me back, I'm going to explain to them, stay away from me. Give them the information. Tell them, if you are part of this, you stay away from me, you know, because yes. this is my neighborhood just like it's your neighborhood. Don't forget, they're probably all mind-controlled to begin no, with. No,
15: ma'am, no, ma'am, not if you're a nigger. Oh, God. You're a nigger. Yeah. You don't belong in our neighborhood.
8: You're a nigger, too.
15: Sir, you, you are take a, a me, nigger. Wanted. Is out of
3: line. Take Can you
10: not kick
3: him off the call? I'm just everybody's getting unmuted when they come in, so I'm very, very sorry about that guys. Uh I muted him. Can you kick so. him
10: out?
3: Yeah, he's 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 done. Can I please so, that open? So 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 that am well, well, just you know well, like, that is
10: uh,
12: that's that Mr. Believe- Morris of of Southeast Texas. He's got a Wow.
3: Yeah, I've heard people call him Todd Morris. He, he used to come on my older shows, and, um, yeah, he, uh, he used the N-word, and we just try and kick him off whenever we hear him.
12: Right, right. No, we, hear listen, we already words. know generally his location. There are probably some well, in maybe the-
8: somebody is talking to him, making him say that kind of stuff.
3: Uh, um, no. Maybe, he's, I, I, being, maybe he's, he's being attacked. He's can a perpetrator.
0: Su- can I suggest something to that lady, though, about her neighbors? Um, one thing that worked for me was being um, enlisting their help.
15: Uh Oh.
8: (laughs) You said enlisting their help?
0: Yeah, and and giving them the information and saying, you know, um, I'm a whistleblower or I'm a whatever and um, I, this is this program and You know, if you see anybody go into my apartment or my home or my condo and I'm not home, could you help keep an eye out? Because there's some criminals. There's this criminal activity and these people, you know, are staying in the shadows and they are running a smear campaign. Just be proactive and be upfront about it. Say they're running a smear campaign and I'd appreciate it if you could help. Um, help look out for the neighborhood, help look out for my house, and kind of approach it like that.
6: Mm-hmm. Melissa, that works for they me. They could very
8: well probably be involved in this whole thing.
0: They could in be
8: involved, but,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, if you go to someone after 30 years of knowing them, and you know these perps have tried to draw them in or whatever,
8: mm-hmm. you
0: know they're gonna listen to you they're gonna then it's gonna make sense to them why suddenly somebody's saying bad stuff about you
8: right you know I, what and I mean? believe that, and that I believe that's the correct approach too that they don't know what they don't all they have is one side of the story, right, and so they don't have my side of the story right. And, um you know, like you really can't cover up a lie, you can't hide the truth when you when you when when um if I'm able to give them some information about what actually took place with me and then explain to them about the program that I was placed in, you know, and just hand them stuff hand them give well, them handouts.
16: well yeah, or you well, could, instead of you explaining give them the program. You you can give them information, you know, research information, um, but start with simple things like organized stalking, you know. Mm-hmm. And try, you know, um, there have been a lot of times when people talk about this stuff. Are you pretty new to being targeted? Are you new? What?
6: Yes. Are you new? I'm, I'm fairly all new. Yes.
8: Yeah, well, I probably was being targeted. Uh, you know, I didn't know I was being targeted.
16: <laughs> but, yeah, you know. yeah, me, me too, me too. I didn't know either, probably before I became aware of it. But I know when I started getting targeted, I was—I felt so traumatized. Uh, I felt so helpless, and uh, that I started telling everyone I knew, <laughs> and um, they thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my, and that's a lot of people say the same thing. That's the same experiences because this stuff that sounds crazy, if it's not happening to somebody, they can't you can't explain it away to anybody. That
8: right, they think you're having a nervous breakdown, or your medicine. You, you if you have it, like my husband said, you're on a new medication, you're gonna to have to stop taking that medicine.
16: Right, right, right. Because this stuff, this stuff is not textbook. It's not, it's not, been, it's, not yeah, in, it's, it's not in the books. This stuff is not, this stuff not anywhere. It's not in the media. It's not, it's not in books. It's not anywhere. Where, 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 where people know about it? You know, most people don't know about this. So, so if you start talking about it, be usually talking about it wisely, like be discerning, be, be particular about who you say it to, like just kind of figure out, is this person open-minded enough? And, and, and what's, what's, what's the risk here? Am I going to lose this person? and this person going to start thinking I'm crazy? You know, it's just see how, how valuable... This person is to you if it's really worth me talking about this to Hello? this person who I'd like to say it to. And you know what? Because you can always call on these conference calls. There's, there's at least two conference calls a day, and some run concurrently at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and so you can talk about this to us until the talents come home, it's okay. But you can't talk about it to just anyone that's not getting targeted until the talents come home. Because they're not okay. gonna understand. So I'm just I'm just giving you I'm just giving you some good advice that I've learned over the years. Talk to us about it. Get yeah we, we can hear you sir. Just hold
3: on one second. Wait wait till the uh, person oh, speaking you. finishes. And then you can oh. speak. Make friends Go ahead, with,
16: with people on the calls. Get their phone up. I'd be happy to give you my phone number if you want it. And you can call me, and I'd be very happy to talk to you, you know, one-on-one. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people who are willing to do that, too. And just, just tell us what's going on, because we're not going to judge you, and we're not going to say you're crazy. I'm not. Right. So you're ma'am. very safe with us, but you're not safe with anybody that's not getting targeted. I know that for a fact.
5: I'm a, I'm a TI. No. This is this a TI support group, right? No. Yes,
16: ma'am. Can I have that phone number, please? Yeah. Um. It's it's nine seven one. Two zero seven. Three four zero one. Three four zero one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I actually have been waiting too. Um. Just real quickly, I've lost my call like twenty but A T and T canceled my account. Since apparently, uh, conference calls aren't allowed. I've had a hard time lately trying to get these calls. So what? You know,
8: what's your scary. name
16: and number again? My name. My name's Amy. My name's Amy, and my phone number is nine seven one. 207-3401.
5: Okay. Amy, can I get some advice from you? You help
6: TIs, right? I try. Okay. sir, 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 I was, sir, I was parked up the way. I'm being I'm targeted. targeted. I'm All right. being targeted, niggers. Oh. Let me, yes. let me you really help have you.
3: They're everywhere. I'm gonna help you. They're after there me. Facing me. They're taking these. I mean, it's crazy.
6: That's a guy
5: from Texas, right? I, do. I don't know what to
6: do.
12: do yeah, so, you know, know, I'd like to, I'd like to um, uh, address okay. uh, the the other lady, Chicago. I got some more good helpful information for you. There's a, okay. uh, a intelligent, intelligent, articulate uh, woman named Warren who has her own conference call in the area that you are in. She's in, like, kind right. of.
6: Yeah.
12: And so she has a um, she has her own conference call on Saturday nights. show you the uh, same number that you got here. And she's got her own um, uh, uh, pin number.
8: What is what is her no, what's the no, oh this is same on the same number but it's a different pin it number.
12: Correct, correct, and. me, another a uh, I need to have it accurate to give it to you. One okay. four
11: four seven seven one.
12: That's right. That's right. And and so it's at at what time?
11: It's late afternoon on Saturdays. Um,
12: I think six um, o'clock. six o'clock. One
14: o'clock Pacific.
12: I think is it uh, six o'clock, civic time.
8: Well, that would be what no, is no, what, what would that be? No, no. I think it's earlier
12: than that. I think it's
6: like Put four. It or five I know o'clock.
12: it's five. You're right. It is. It's five p.m. Again. again, the pin number is like you said: one four four one seven, seven one,
8: And it's this phone number,
11: right?
12: Yeah, yeah. the talk show number. One,
8: four, four, seven,
11: one. One, four, so four, what is seven seven one pound for Lauren's call on Saturdays? Right, it's one four one,
12: four, four, four seven
8: seven one or seven one? Just one seven or two seven?
12: Two sevens.
8: 2 sevens, okay. So again
12: so, uh, what is what is it about? Is it a
16: fellowship? What
12: is just it about? a minute. Again, it was, make sure you got the right one. It's oh, four, so work one four four seven seven
8: one. Yep, I got it.
12: Okay, it's five five PM time, which might make that uh, something like like uh seven year time.
6: But uh-huh.
12: it's about she told me that if I you know I wanted to
6: uh, uh,
12: announce it but she told me it is about truth and urban issues. So, uh, your concerns, we fall into the so, Now, also, he is in close contact.
6: Help. There's uh, niggers,
3: niggers, everywhere.
6: Martinez.
3: How are you still please, here? Please help. Send help. Oh, God. Hey, sir, Wait,
6: what, uh, what state you get, are you sir? in? They have um dick enlargement. They're using oh. their, their kids.
12: So anyway, uh, did you get that okay. Chicago? Do you have a name that you want to go by?
8: Oh, my name is Diane.
12: Okay. Okay. So anyway, coming
3: back in. Oh my God.
12: My recommendation is that mm-hmm. uh, you, you get in touch with Lauren, near the Chicago area, and also through her, you get her. Blanche Martinez, both of whom I think will take an interest in your, your issue and help you. Hey, hey, Kyle.
3: Yeah.
10: Um, I think that I think that you're as close to be uh, closer to me than any of the others. I'm not really sure. I'm in Arkansas, and um, I heard Terry say that, that every C.I. should have a phone number for 40 as a at call, but mm-hmm. I, I don't have any of that, and. And I've I need I I've, I've been trying to find booklets for shielding or booklets for TI that I've signed up for a bunch but I, I haven't gotten anything. Is there mm-hmm. on it Gesture I saw um like a, an ebook you know but I could I, I can't get I need um some pretty basic help. I'm new to these conference I'm new to um I just need some I need to talk to somebody you know somebody one on one that would have time to
3: speak with me sometime. Mm-hmm. What you can do, ma'am, uh you can email me. I d I don't get my phone number out on the call. Great. Right. Um sure. but you can shoot me an email and then we can kinda go from there and I can I can give you some uh you know methods for defense and some good good information okay. and websites okay. to go Where to Where can
10: I keep, find your email address? On your on your YouTube?
3: Well, uh I can just give it to you. It's it's just my YouTube handle. It's Vulcan Wolverine uh uh-huh. at at gmail dot com. Okay, great. Thank hey, you so much Kaya, for having what, a hard what time.
8: These calls. Uh where can I find your YouTube videos and your website, Kyle?
3: Well, I don't have a website, but um just my handle on YouTube is just Vulcan Space wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um so and I Vulcan have like
8: Ace A C E Vulcan Ace.
3: Yeah, it's uh V U L C A N and then space. And then Wolverine. Uh Yeah. A Vulcan Wolverine.
8: Okay. You mm-hmm. Okay.
3: I
11: got it. Did you say there's a space between Vulcan and Wolverine?
3: Uh well not on uh, not on my email, but uh okay, for exactly. YouTube. Yeah, for YouTube there is.
8: And I can find I have- all of your videos there.
3: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you can go to mm-hmm. YouTube and and find all of this. And I usually, you know, my videos I try and um, you know give shout
6: outs. Oh, get him out of here.
3: How? How are they getting back in? Okay. All right, guys. So what I'm gonna have to do, um, I'm gonna have to mute the room, and y'all are gonna have to start pressing star eight. 'Cause I've I've made it so when somebody enters the room they get on muted instantly. Um and that 90%. is not gonna work because these guys yeah. So I'm gonna have to, to say go ahead about
8: that nigga thing Kyle.
3: It's hard. It's uh, um, monsters they yep.
8: I I would like to say something to that gentleman. You have every right to feel the way you feel because I feel the same way too. I got a bunch of niggas on my ass too. So to me, the word nigger is a dictionary word. Anybody could be a nigger. In, in it actually,
3: on. it actually just means stupid person. But that that mm-hmm. person is the perpetrator. Yep.
11: Let's not go there.
8: Yeah, well, yeah, well, it needs to be explained because the man have the right to feel the way he feel. Uh, no, at, he's actually right a perpetrator.
6: So, 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 so wait, a minute wait, wait right. a minute, wait a minute, wait
8: a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's he's, he's being disruptive and um. You know he oh, he honey, doesn't have the listen. right to to. to, to. Okay, so and so listen, you know
12: listen. I'm just gonna
8: I, I tell you what I'm just gonna get off this I'll get off this no, no, and don't, don't. call this and I, I'll just, you I'll hear just get on call. You should hear some of the others. You hear some of It doesn't and, even matter. He, I'm ignoring him. I don't even want to comment on what he thinks. He's saying, he's, you know. he's uh not 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 uh putting the knife in you and, and you know like the others do. It's horrible. You don't know how bad that is out there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he's just a horrible person, and he's trying to disrupt our call, and he's a racist. But guys, what I'm gonna have to do, I'm gonna have to mute everybody. Just press star eight if you want to come back in and talk. Um, I was trying to just, yeah, I was trying to keep everybody on mute when they came in, but uh, I guess they caught on to that. Um, so here we go. Just press star eight.
15: Yes, Kyle, you nigger, We always catch on to that. Always.
4: All right,
3: Connecticut, you're on mute. Is that Connie? Hey, Mike. How you doing, man?
4: How are you tonight? Can you hear me?
3: Yeah, I can hear you. How, how are you doing?
2: Um, <laughs> I'm all right. But isn't that terrible? Listen, oh, these God. people do not need to be... Yes, everybody should be able to speak their mind, but nobody... this place should be a place where people can have safety to discuss their issues and and not have to be targeted in the the place where they are supposed to feel safe. That's why they have to be muted a lot of times. It's a terrible thing that people come and act predatory towards people that have been preyed on for so long. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's more of a trauma to all of them. I feel terrible. It's not your fault. But,
3: well, it kind of is. Well, Mike, see what happened is I saw, um, like I was on one of Ken's calls, and he just had it where when people came in, they would just be unmuted, and it people were, uh, they they felt more comfortable to speak, um, instead of right. having to press star eight, and it it worked for his call, but I and it worked for like two of my calls. <laughs>
6: that's, that's see what exactly. they're
3: doing now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Then it becomes a feeding frenzy if they know they can get away with it. And it's very sad. It's a sad mm. comment on who the people are that are doing it. It really mm. you know. But I'm yeah. glad you're doing all right. I hope you're doing all right. Thanks for the new videos. And I hope everybody else is doing all right tonight. I usually don't stay up this late. But I, I just wanted to say hello. That's
6: all. Is
3: that Mike? That right? Yeah, that's Mike. Hi, Mike. Yes, it is. Hi,
6: how are you?
3: I'm not bad. How's yourself?
8: Oh I mean, I'm in the hospital but good
2: Where are you? is this Elvira? Yes. Oh I haven't heard you in the house. What are you doing over there? We gotta get you back up to New York State. You can't stay down there.
6: New York is worse for me. It was worse there. We
2: gotta get we gotta get you up to New York State where you belong and they got better laws and better health care for seniors and for for people who are uh of low income. You can't
15: stay there. That's almost like a torture chamber
6: there. Yeah. <laughs> no, TV no, file. no. The real torture chamber yeah. can is can listening chat, to this show. To yeah, Karen, what's happening
3: thing. is they're coming in, and then they're they're laying down the insult or the, uh, you know, whatever, and then they're leaving immediately. I mean,
8: you don't have them on
0: your screen probably even.
3: Well, no, I, I, do, they, I have them on my screen, but they come in, and they put it in chat, and then I right when I go to mute them, like, it's a game. I have to mute them right when they come in, uh, yeah. and it's hard because they're leaving right when they're putting it in. So I'm trying um,
8: to mute the chat and uh, just don't let anybody in new that comes in except the people that have been, you know, vetted. So how do you get to the chat? Because I'm just calling He's in. My- I've never I've been to...
15: Kyle. Go ahead and kill your yourself. <laughs> kill it all, Kyle. Oh, my God. How do you
2: get to the chat? You're in. You you go onto the talk show and you dev- make an account for yourself that is a screen name that everyone knows and trusts. And then when you come in under your
15: screen name, the chat board appears and you can type. Hey it. hey hey! Everyone knows my screen oh, name.
3: Oh okay. Yeah
15: yeah. Todd Morris. Everyone trusts Todd. Okay.
3: Morris. You know what? When they you leave, know, I can mute them. Don't you? And then when, when they, they come leave, back in, you, you just
15: get them off there.
2: And yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of them you can strike out as you go along, but it it gets to be a, a terrible game where people are just—it's more of abuse. It's more preying on others, and and I don't allow. I, I'm glad I have the site where I don't allow it. I might try to. We might try to all kick in a little amount of money so that people that try to go on a pre conference call won't have to pay a fee. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Kyle. Hey. Yeah. Kyle.
6: Yes, ma'am. Hey,
16: Jackie. Please hey, come, Jack. please come. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Please don't mute me because my number says unavailable because I'm I'm working from a cell phone I got at Walmart.
10: <laughs>
3: no, no, it's it's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and uh you know I'll handle it. I'll handle it with people who don't have um you know vetted names. I can let them in if they're real ti's. I'll I'll deal with it. Okay, yeah.
17: cause um, uh, this is
3: Tracy. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Tracy. Um, hey, Tracy. How are you doing? Hey,
17: Bye. I'm good. How are you? Um, Ooh, yeah, I was just gonna say you know, my. Mine um, mine doesn't come up as me either, so don't do that that because I won't be able to get in.
3: Okay. No, no, no. no, no. I, can, I, can, I can I can I can I can mute I'm I'm on oh, echo echo.
6: <laughs> okay, okay,
3: <laughs> thanks. How's the how is Tracy how's your how's V2K doing? Yeah. doing? Oh so, um, it's, it's
17: kinda of, I, kind I don't I don't know Oh, my got Oh my goodness, Is it bad is it bad on my phone on my phone? Yeah. Echo. echo echo
10: yeah.
17: yeah. So, all, right. Right. So, all right, good night,
6: everybody. Good night. All right, good night. It's
17: pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I've been, yeah, doing stuff against them and kind of, you know, doing more for myself, and I'm keeping a journal of all their, I have all three apartments stalking me and doing violent noise campaigns all night long, trying to, like, latch on. I can feel them trying to latch on to my nervous system. They'll try to throw in, like, a panic feeling. Try to put a thought and, like, match them together so they can, like, max it out. I don't know if you guys yeah. ever feel that. Yeah. No, I, I
3: experienced that, too. I had the guy, my, the guy next door, like, if I go to the bathroom, he will make noises in the bathroom, and that is what you just said is true. They're trying to, like, kind of startle your nervous system so that in yeah. their V2K or their remote neural manipulation can work better, you know. Um, okay. Yes, I I experience that a lot.
17: Because I notice they try to on purpose make noises to start startle you to like attack you more or something to together, yeah. But mm-hmm. and then they've just been, uh, you know, I've started doing stuff to defend myself around me, and they basically. Um, amped it up and so um there it's just constant like me trying to think my own thoughts stay unentrained they're throwing in subliminal implanted thoughts um just horrific saying horrific things and I'm you know I'm trying not to try to do all I can to not listen as much as I possibly can but if I don't then they torture it so i i talk and they latch on it if i oh, get angry. oh nigger nigger nigger,
15: yeah, nigger 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 nigger
17: nigger nigger save it for you know, oprah but they're save trying it to save it for me oprah here and it just won't happen it won't be happening so and it's from a a person from 8 years ago that's really fueling behind this and trying to accuse me of all this smear campaign stuff and so um yeah but you know i guess just uh it's kind of when you have that many you know and then they try to say well it's it's that many because it's all your fault which i know that's not true but um, that's a psyop
3: you know my attackers they've been you know torturing me for these guys seven years and then i was tortured before that and i've never done anything wrong in my life and then they you know they say on the btk oh he's evil it doesn't matter we've got to put him away you know so they're just yeah you know Yes, put yeah, him away.
17: Put him away. Yeah, and 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 you know I'm not sure evil. I'm, put him not, away. Even the the person that's mostly fueling this, you know, is a major criminal and a drug dealer, and so he fuels and a stalker and a woman abuser and all this stuff. But and is trying to dump it all back on me. And um, I think he's going to hopefully maybe be going to jail pretty soon, and that might take out a chunk of some of my, you know, most evil because they're starting to where I used to live, they're they're really stuff is like falling apart up there. It's only a town of fifteen hundred and so they're really um kind of narrowing in on some of the stuff. I think some of the corrupt law has been fired and they can't even arrest somebody without state patrol or county being present. So it's really you know, I think it's coming to Um, Yes, for those of you who
15: may be wondering, we are now listening to the welfare recipients.
17: I wanted to ask ask you, because I I know you've had to move, right, several times?
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I've moved about, since I knew I was being attacked, I've moved like one, two, three, four, about four or five
17: times. Okay, Mm because he's stocked me to like three or four properties now. So this one, um, I, I'm not gonna be you know, and I've always stayed in an apartment for a long time, years at a time. And so they're trying to do that now. When you what your what did you do? You know, like how did you handle that for yourself when they're you know, trying to make you move and how do they the apart the people around you
15: the one blinking
17: stuff, the torture, the, the microwave, microwave all three around the me. the microwave I feel like they're using either or they're they are be able to be in my brain and are doing stuff from that, like all three of them. Is that possible?
3: The niggers! Well, this is, is I've experienced. Okay, okay, so um I you know, I started getting into attacked and I, I really thought it was the guy by me and I think he did have some emitters. And then I moved mm-hmm. into this house and it was a an ex army guy and his wife next door to me.
11: Mm-hmm
3: put a ground weapon in the window I think I was supposed to see it as I look back I think I was supposed to see it so this is this is how I'm experiencing things um that most of the attacks like the the 24-hour v2k the remote neural manipulation synthetic telepathy stuff then messing with your mind that is remote for me so even though I have you know this guy next door who's harassing me they haven't put weapons with him. They haven't, you know, because he was he was living here before I moved into this condo. Um, mm-hmm. So they're just getting him to do little stuff. Like are you just
15: kidding me? To, you poor know, Kyle. Noise. Poor there Kyle. He's always being fired. There fuddled. may be
3: some kind of. Uh, they're just being paid to do things at a certain old
15: pervert. But my
3: mm-hmm. experience poor is. That, Kyle, poor there are Kyle. Poor
15: Kyle.
3: That we can be hit with ground weapons. But uh, the. The most, most of what I'm getting hit with is remote and they can make it feel a really, I mean, just, they can make it feel exactly like it's coming from your neighbor above you or the neighbor right by you and they, and that's a, I've seen it as as a protocol, you know, um, so the thing is moving doesn't really help because what what we have going on, the remote hits can be very, very powerful. And mm-hmm. like, like I have a guy above me right now and, and I'll hear him walking around late at night and then they'll, they'll start doing that high pitch sound a lot louder. But I know it's remote because I'll walk around, like I'll walk to the other side of the condo and I'll still feel it coming, coming mm-hmm. vertically. So what you can do, um, and this is kind of a, a very primitive, primitive method, but they'll, they'll also make me feel like my neighbor next door is hitting me because I'll go to the bathroom and then I end up and it seems directional like it's coming from his wall. But then what I do is I try and kind of go up, like follow that beam up, and usually you'll find that it's a vertical beam, uh, that it's actually coming down, and they're trying mm-hmm. to make it come from that angle. To oh, thing. my neighbors, but my I, neighbors. I'm, and I can't say, you oh, know, they may, they may have given those people ground weapons, but from my mm-hmm. own experience, uh, I haven't seen them bother too much with that. What they try and do is get your neighbors to harass you so that yeah. you're like you're saying, okay, I haven't given them weapons yet. Then they try and do this protocol of remotely hitting you with the stuff and making it seem from their apartment so that you're, because you're, they want you fighting with your neighbors. They want you yeah. to go to your neighbors and be like, you're hitting me and then the neighbor hates you exactly. and thinks you're crazy. And but, um, but what I feel that you can do, and I did this one time, I thought that the uh, the person above me was hitting me. Um, and I even knew that they could hit me remotely, but it just seemed he was pouring stuff in the toilet. He was harassing me, and I was just like, "This guy has to be hitting me because they were trying to correlate all the attacks with him mo- his movement." So yeah. what I what I did is I walked upstairs.
4: Visely,
2: Visely. live Is a racial religion. It has you know says so two seed lines Is that only only white adamic man of souls? White pure adamic man. Okay.
4: Well, duck, donkey and angler. I will. I will check out your names here. Okay, well, uh, right here, okay,
2: I'm looking at
4: that. No, you need to be quiet and go to bed here, go to sleep. I'm sorry, you should have done that while messing with it here. Okay, I'll check out your memes here. So, I'll look wait, at it. next, Charleston. So. We'll be in Charlotte. Mark, well, maybe. So, is it possible to raise above religion to just focus on race
13: here?
2: Well, in my particular religion, essentially, it's very much it's very much all about race, or it's about a subset of races are about white, you know, Aryan, Christian identity people. For them everything. For everybody else, well nothing here. Now does that mean does that mean that I'm going to work on personally killing all the Jews and all the mamzers and all the niggers? And the answer is, well, no, not personally. I mean, shoot, I can sometimes talk about racial federalism and essentially let niggers have let niggers have a portion of Zogland here, a very small portion. But truth of the matter is, if, if you're able to push them onto that small reservation, you're able to go in and just kill them all now, aren't you? In case of Jews here, you know. Well, hey, you know, uh, Long Island would be a perfect place to go ahead and shove every single fucking Jew and set up a camp for them. You know, a sort of death camp and work camp here, of course, for Jews. Work is the same as death here. And it's easy for me to talk about, about racial federalism here. Do I really believe it's going to work? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, but I have my doubts. In case, my religion, my religion is quite racist here. It's not something made up like, you know, by a Jew boy, like Benny Classen, about, you know, creator of where a bunch of Mongols go ahead and pretend the white people made them here, or that Uyghurs made themselves.
4: It's a real religion. It's not just someplace, some bullshit made by some Jew boy. So,
2: in any case, uh, it, pretty well, it pretty well has a timeline. Some of you who have listened to my actual sermons understand is that, hey, a true Christian Israelite is, is of course, under Yahweh's law. And if he is a really good, true Christian Israelite, he wants to obey, insofar as possible, Yahweh's law. So the law is a covenant here which binds the true Israelite to Yahweh. Now, some of you might want to go ahead and believe in, you know, like Billy Roper does, and the only clan BCI dentist here claim that they believe in both evolution and the, rest, you know, and the rest here. And the answer of it is, is how did all these critters, each evolving to their own standards, how did they go ahead and evolve in tandem or in sync to essentially... Create the world as we know it right now. Answer: They didn't. But anyway, they are indeed they are indeed working here as far as a possible way to rise above religion to focus on race. is My religion has you know not a question of raising above race, but essentially has a you know essentially has a iron clad or iron understanding is that you can't be in this religion unless you are of the proper race here. That's why I've gotten rid of old nigger lips, all by showing pictures of uh, a or faggots here. Okay?
6: Anyway, here!
4: What about Rabbi? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and look at this here. Oh, same
2: old stupid shit. Let me see here. Am I even able to
4: mute that UV master here? Okay. Already oh well, wow, looks like we have tarred Morris.
6: I'm not in a hurry here.
2: Can you get along with other white religious groups? Uh well, the only answer is If they're really serious, if other white religious groups are serious about getting
4: along, they wouldn't want to go ahead and come in and bother me. When have any of you heard me bitching too much about the Methodists?
2: Or the Primitive Baptists, or even the Pentecostal Linheads? Answer not. It's the creators who essentially are militant retards like Damon Gaiman. I am not, you know. In fact, my problem, religious problem, mainly deals with all these Jews and managers pretending to be Christian identity. You know, Michael, if you understand it.
4: Okay?
15: Anyway. All right.
4: I'm looking at this here. Okay. I a little bit of problems with my. Uh, have a little bit of problems with my chat here.
6: Alrighty.
15: Oh well, I'll go ahead and just click on
6: that.
2: Okay. Here. Alrighty.
6: Donkey.
15: Let's see about the donkey.
2: Oh Don Don
15: Black here.
6: Well,
2: that's a pretty good move about the Don key.
4: All right, the Duke The Duke. Look at this here. Yep, he still needs money here. All
6: right. and
4: God okay here. Let's see here. It's the bottom of the barrel? Well, hey, uh, when you when you end up having a fucked up Jew boy here. It's
2: always the bottom of the barrel. Uh, What happens, I might go ahead and unmute
4: Tard Morris here uh, at the very end here.
6: (laughs)
15: Okay. That sounds delightful to me, Pastor (laughs)
6: Lurie.
2: Okay.
15: All righty. Let's
2: see here. I was looking uh, you know, about Don Black here. I mean, right? He uh, actually claimed he needed the twenty-five hundred dollars for his radio show. After these, not uh, this Jew who ra- owned this ra- radio station, sought sell to another Jew, and this Jew didn't want to. Uh, you know, the the Jew didn't mind the Haitian nigger music here. He didn't much care for Don Black's silly, stupid shit here. And I've heard Don Black shit all over Edgar Steele. Don Black's just a greedy old bastard. Greedy old Zogbot Tard bastard here. You know what I mean? Any of you people went ahead and gave Don Black a bunch of money, which he spent on his little spurred kid, Derek. You know, folks, I mean, hell. You've You've been played for suckers. You've been played for tards is what you've been played for. Deal with it, deal with it, anyway, as far as Billy Roper, well, hey, old Billy Roper got some cars in trouble. anyway i was I was looking at uh, that they they're shitting all over Greg Johnson over on the alt right here, and it's it's just simply a matter not so much of being against homosexuality, it's a matter of essentially Greg johnson is is essentially eating from the same slop tr they are, okay. We go over to the Raper Report. We have Silly Billy. And folks, what it boils down to is uh, have a great weekend, blah, blah, blah. Activism here. Unite the white. He doesn't want to unite the white. He wants to live off the white. So he says he's going to go to
4: Charlottesville here. I guess the buddy buddies would be. Spencer. Okay. Alright. Oh, on the Roper report, old uh
2: old Dickie here, you know, I mean sorry, old Billy Roper here is trying to get cards to go over there. Wisconsin freed all white
4: nationalists here. Well, I doubt that I would be welcome. Yo, know, I gotta laugh. I gotta laugh. He's on the Savannah Packishank show. I mean, Savanna Pakushank's even remotely white, but he likes pretending to be white. Okay. So anyway, he's talking about all this here. Check out the audio. No,
2: Angle you know, Angle one. I did I did go ahead and see it here. I did go ahead and see it. You had three of them here. This, Sperm fart come back. You can get on sperm fart if you really want to get on sperm fart. The thing about it is,
4: is that now it's just simply nothing more than just sort of like a hobbyist vlog for tarts. So there's Billy Roper, he's about what
2: he's going to accomplish here at the Sperm Fart uh, meeting. To which, I mean,
4: essentially, if they don't know you, you probably could go for free. Okay, SWN, what was it Southern White Nationalist Meeting? I'll go ahead and look at one of these days here. Go ahead and look at that here, and this essentially, I went ahead, Billy,
2: and I. I went ahead, Billy, and I went ahead posted to the shield-walled
4: maidens here. Okay. Folks, if I were you, I wouldn't go out and get yourself in trouble. I wouldn't go ahead and go. You know, I mean, you got three months here. This one tard went and helped old Silly Billy have a little. You know, have a little what, three or four or five tarred meeting? He lost his job here. Folks, you can go ahead and have your own little one or two or three or four tarred
2: meetings, real simple as can be. There's plenty of little places
4: here where you can go ahead and set up something like that. The question is, is that uh, what is the point of that here? With price, same
2: price as you set up one of these meetings here, you can go ahead and buy a couple laptop computers and talk to whoever you want on the Internet. Okay?
6: So let's see here.
4: <laughs> well, he's making $3,000 a month through hate your own Well that's good for under the nigger And it's pretty cool begin to not feel too good here. Shoot, I may, I may just go ahead and just do another
2: hour show here.
15: Let's see, what else do we have?
2: I'll go ahead, and look. I'll be. I'll go ahead and go over to
4: uh, a little Connie has
15: to say here.
4: Okay. I am I am tired here. Let's see. What else Let's see what old uh, let's see what old uh see what Daily Spermer has to say. Daily IS, he's still at ice wind, isn't he? He may be on there a while, or he may be kicked off. Well,
2: he's still on there over at Iceland Daily Stormer. Is here.
4: Okay. Okay, a Negro judge rules that Black Lives Matter cannot be sued. Well, let's see how that goes here. <laughs> All right, a Negro judge named Brian Jackson
2: has just ruled Black Lives Matter, you know, terrorists can't be sued because they'd be a social
4: you know, movement and shit. Let me go ahead and put the link on here. Well, it's good money if you can get it here. Anyway,
2: this nigger judge appointed by, well, a uh, so-called nigger president has ruled that a social movement like Tea Party or Civil Rights Movement therefore can't be sued. A federal judge ruled Tuesday. Well, okay, in which case can't sue alt-right. Can't sue a church. Police officer anonymously sued Black Lives Matter and D. Ray Mockison. A prominent activist in the movement after being injured by a rock thrown during a protest over a dead, deadly pig life shooting in Baton Rouge last year. The U.S. Judge Brian Jackson dismissed the lawsuit. a ruled that Black Lives Matter is not empty, capable of being sued. Although many entities have utilized you know, Black Lives Matter in Kyle's business, Black Lives Matter itself does not rise empty of any sort. Jackson wrote in his 24 page ruling.
4: Okay. Well, As so I say, Andre and Nigger said the same thing. Surely this
2: principal Negro judge would rule the same way if, he, let's say, alt right was being sued. After alt right isn't necessarily an official organization, it's a social really. movement. You know, based on any sort of principle, or well, based on race, that's just the way it is here. So, yeah, uh, Andre and Nigger goes ahead and makes fun of niggers, and he's right to go ahead and do so. Anyway. I am going to take, I guess, my first break. I've been yapping on for about an hour, and we'll be back in a few. Hill victory here. Well, he's making more money, and that's good for Andre the Invigorated.
4: Okay? Hill victory.
15: So yes, apparently Pastor Martin Lindstedt taking his first break of the night. Again, you are listening to Todd Morris tonight. We're just streaming on the program once again tonight. We will be back with all of our regular mumbo Chumbo for the weekend starting uh, tomorrow. Yes. So, Pastor Linstead taking a break. Not really sure what he's talking about tonight. Seems like he's all over the place. We're broadcasting uh, here with you. No, eighth day of September, twenty
2: seventeen. Go sleep. Shut your mouth. You should have done that before
4: they, before they left here. You should have done that an hour ago.
15: I don't know, I am interested to find out uh, just who Martin is uh, yammering
18: at here in the background on his call.
15: Maybe those, those poor grandchildren of his having to deal with old grumpy, grumpy grandpa, Marty Chomo. Stay with us, people, for however long that you can.
4: okay, I am back. Let
2: me see let me okay I'm muted. I muted my microphone. Let's see here if we can't go ahead and get this here. I did go ahead and give Roxy did go ahead and give Roxy her uh Roxy's about sixty two here Well, no, she doesn't get bed sore. She has an air
4: mattress here. Let's see here. All right.
2: I'm looking here. We're just going to read the news. I might very well hear You're absolutely right here. Ah, oh, hell, why, why not here? Let's see what Tard Morris has to say.
11: You are unmuted.
4: Tard Morass. Hold on. Tard Morris. Tard Morass.
15: What is it, Marty? What is it, Marty? I was just getting ready to go to bed. What do you want?
6: I don't know. Uh, I want
2: to see if a Jew boy can say anything intelligent here.
15: If a Jew boy? Well, I don't know. First, you've got to find yourself a Jew boy, Pastor said.
2: Oh, okay. I wonder where uh, you're going to
6: find
2: one of those. I'm usually on shoe here. Uh, right now, from Southeast Texas
15: here. Oh, South Beach, Texas. Yes, I've been there mm-hmm. a few times. Very, very, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very pleasant Plays to live there. Oh, I don't think any Jews would live there, though.
2: Oh, I don't know. Hell, you have Jews juicing here of all places. Here, you know, who'd have thought that?
15: Yeah, 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 Pastor Marty. I mean, you're. It's. I don't know. I'm kind of weighing it out here. Do I do I stay here and listen to you or? Do I go and listen to the to the microwave people
2: over there? I don't know. Whatever, you know, and I mean not, how are you gonna how are you gonna celebrate Ya Kippur? Are you gonna go ahead and eat some baby, you know, blonde Aryan baby matzo here, Passover matzo here or some uh you know, uh badass wigger or nigger, you know, uh let me see, what the hell are they called here? Uh, you know, perm matzo or what here? What sort of matzo are you gonna go ahead and eat during the Day of Atonement? During the what? What the hell are
15: you during, talking during, about? During
6: during
2: during okay. Yom Kippur. What what sort of matzo are you um, boys? Well, well you, you boys aren't supposed to eat or eat anything during Yom Kippur, but hey, I'm I'm sure that a lot there are a lot of you backsliding Jew boys running around. Especially in Southeast
15: Texas. Listen, Mar- M- Marty. Now you're you're a good friend of mine, Marty. But I just have to tell you. Absolutely. We are good
2: friend, You need to stop calling, calling me Marty. But go on.
15: Well, if you want, well, that does that does bring us bring a big question to mind, Martin, Pastor Linstead. Who is it that you've been yammering at there in the background all night long?
2: Oh, what happened? Do you is, have one uh, of the grandchildren
15: over, Marty? No. Barton no. Pastor.
2: No, uh I've been looking at the very last episode of the Vietnam War by this beautiful Cecil and named uh, no. what else no. that, that? No. Burns.
15: No, don't try to change the subject, Pastor. Do you have company over tonight? No. Well, who is this
2: that you're telling, oh, shut your mouth, shut your mouth? I'm not telling anybody shut their mouth here.
15: Yes, My you were, you Martin. Yes, you, someone... were. you were. Oh, shut your oh, mouth. Say, lay over there. You the should have done that before they left an hour ago.
2: Oh, well, what happens is that Roxy, she wanted something here. I did go ahead and get up. I got myself a... Uh, Cold drink, and then what I did is I did go ahead and wet her wash rag here. Now she could, she could, you now she should have got this done what an hour ago here.
15: Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! You're written th- I put her thick white. Martin, her on her bed you, hmm? whoa, Martin! You mean to tell me that you were you were yelling at at Roxy, your your beloved? Bedridden wife who is sick and on her deathbed, and you're know, telling about, her to shut her mouth. On
2: her you should have got this done an hour
15: ago. Shut your mouth, really? Girl,
2: I mean, really? i do get Martin? annoyed. I do get annoyed when she does something she could do for herself here. But she so could go ahead she,
15: and do for herself. 500 pounds, Martin. She, she's bedridden. Mm, what do you mean? More you, like.
2: Four hundred and twenty-seven pounds.
15: What? Four hundred and twenty-seven? Well, it's close enough. You go round it off. You'll be there.
2: Two boys? Yes, probably.
15: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep stuffing those. Uh, what's those things that you like to eat with the with the flea written mutt there? Your frosted mini wheats. Yeah, just keep stuffing those in her gullet. She'll be to five before we know it. But
4: that's
15: besides the Mrs. point, Martin. You're,
4: so you're over here telling
15: your bedridden ill Mrs. wife to shut her mouth. No, I'm not going to do this. No, you have to wait. She has to wait for you, Martin. Really?
2: Yes, she does. So you here. get through she talking to these dudes
15: and these these, these yes, master yes, sir. bot, faggots. Well, i
2: here. I haven't unmuted gaming
15: yet. Oh, Please. then is that, like that just goes back to me saying that Roxy, Roxy deserves a real man. I think you should step aside. And speaking of Damon Gaiman, maybe you should let him come over there and take care of your bedridden life, Martin. I think after all these I years, I
2: greatly doubt. I greatly doubt that's going to happen, happen. Moaned Jew boy. Oh greatly doubt
15: that's it gonna happen much, yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna kid her before expect, before Damon can get there. It is
2: is very much to expect someone who has essentially the same damn routine to essentially, you know, plan ahead. Plan ahead by Whoa, whoa, well, plan,
15: plan ahead. ahead. How do you plan for death, Martin?
2: I'm about deaf here. She's she's bitches because she wanted to watch her here so she can go ahead and sleep here. That's another fallacy here. If essentially all you're going to do is lay on your ass in bed here, there's really no big deal. You'll go to sleep when you're tired, and you'll get up when you're awake.
15: Wait, wait. So you just leave it's her up. in there all alone by herself, yelling and screaming? She probably is one of those little bells like she you. rings
2: want something. She wants she something. Leave
15: her should have there, asked. there,
2: Martin. She should have asked, she should have asked if she missed
4: previously or when I had, you know, put her on the bedpan for the night. This is simply a matter, it's simply a matter, simply a matter of essentially thinking things through
15: here.
2: If you're going to go she ahead leave and leave her, her
15: there, seat, Martin, she has to wait on you, Martin.
2: All I guess she, she
15: wanted to was they wet. I mean, I tell her a wet rag, Mark.
2: You know, she wants. We, we, you hush up, you boy. When she's bitching that she wants something here, main times I'll go ahead and tell her is it shit. You can, you can go ahead and you can go ahead and have all the whatever the hell you want
15: here. Deep fried. No, butter. no, that's not what you tell her, Mark. Tell the truth. You can have tell that, can
2: have that as, as soon as you get off your ass and go get it for yourself here.
15: Oh so my God!
2: Mark, this
15: is your wife, your beloved mm-hmm. wife of 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 how many years? How many years has she put up with you and your dangerous, irresponsible, pathetic behavior? How many years now, Mark, has she put up with you? You can't take the time out to say Hold on ladies and gentlemen My bed written 500 pounds Milky Way Swallowing Bride Is laying on her deathbed She wants her wet rack Please hold
2: You boy Who said anything about Milky Way Swallowing You know she may want to swallow some But you know she's not able to get off the bed To get her own damn Milky Ways Over the Dollar General store
15: At the Dollar General store. Wait a minute. minute. No, you're supposed to climb up on that... On that... uh, I don't know. What is she sleeping on? A floaty? You're supposed to climb aboard that floaty and take your milk... Oh, God. I'm going to be sick. You're supposed to feed her. You're supposed to take her to the Milky Way, Martin. What are you waiting on, Martin? Hit this show now... And go in
2: there and pleasure your wife. Be a man. Do you have you don't have a wife, do you, too, boy? You know, Tard Morris, do you? I have
15: several. Several. Yes, several.
2: Several? Well, then what the hell are you calling in for if you have several to pleasure
15: here? No! no a- they're not being a- a- pleasure a- by a- team. A- and little- No, no, back- no. Back- no. Back- no. Back- are you a- kidding, back- kidding back- me, Billy? Back-
2: you know, uh, ester and all that here. Shouldn't you be, shouldn't you be breeding more as you boys and you know, I mean, niggers, you know, Oh, you're trying to turn this is. around,
15: aren't you, Martin? Uh, are, are you feeling bad, Martin? Because you're failing as a husband, just like you failed at life. You failed at I fatherhood. Failing as
2: a, I don't know about failing as a failed
15: husband. Failed in the or court, or court the law. of law. How much are here?
2: I'm just sort of kicked back just doing a show here, and I'm listening to a Jew boy here just come up with a whole bunch of horse shit. No, no, horse. no, Mark.
6: Wants, you should, be ashamed.
15: Every you should, should be ashamed. You should be ashamed that you she would leave your wife there in pain. laying in pain, banging, yammering, she whining, or as you say,
2: bitch. She ain't laying in pain. She just wants something here that she should have asked for when she was on top of the bed pad.
15: Oh my God! Oh God! The visuals! Oh, she's be- Martin. You, you should be ashamed, Martin. Disgusting.
2: I should be ashamed. I should be. If I'm going to be ashamed, I'll be ashamed that I'm used a Jew boy here from Southeast Texas. that'll be a, that'll be what I'm ashamed of.
15: No, no, no! You should be ashamed of the lost love, the, the time, great no, time you no, no for the last ten years. You could have spent all that it. time giving when I, went,
2: when I went up to get myself a cold drink from the refrigerator, I went ahead and wetted a wash rag and tossed it to her, and she went ahead and took it and put it over her eyes here, and she's laying. In there and she's not bitching unlike you. She's happy
15: oh. in the- <laughs> okay. That was a good one, Martin. Good one. Good one. So you, you you wet this rag and you as you said, Martin, your words. And I quote end quote. You tossed it to her really, Martin? You just took the here. Here, bitch. You just threw it to her. I didn't
2: didn't do that. Yeah,
15: you did. I mean, I can tell tell
2: you're a Jew boy that doesn't even allow fapping here because essentially, you know, no wonder you don't get any pussy here. We'll go ahead and we'll go ahead. Oh,
15: yeah.
2: Yeah, Mark. I don't think I've ever done that to Go ahead and drum
15: it all up, Mm Mark. Paint yourself a pretty picture, but it still doesn't erase the fact that you are a neglectful Bastard of a husband.
2: No, dear boy, it doesn't mean any such thing.
15: Yes, 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 Martin, you are a neglectful bastard. Hashtag. Mm. Martin Linstead does not deserve <sighs> the
2: love of Roxy. <laughs> Rodney yeah, deserves. Yeah,
15: Better, Oh, yes. I mean,
2: Roxy, Roxy ain't bitching, you know. A Jew boy from Southeast Texas
15: is doing maybe, all the bitching. Maybe, maybe you should He's, will Roxy on over to Brian Rio and just let him
2: take care of the mean, way a real man should. I don't I, you know. I mean, hell. You know, I mean,
15: you know,
2: I've I, sort of often wondered, you know, these faggots here, you know, some go ahead and like old Billy Roper marry a beard here and or do that. And you're always questioning here is that if you don't really like your pussy so much, here, you still go ahead and fuck her up the ass here. You know what I mean? You faggots here. I mean, what's the difference? What's the difference between what damn poop shoot you go ahead and put your pecker in here if you're a big faggot here? You know what I mean? So uh, in any case, um, I'm not going to go ahead.
15: You're still in the glitz. I'm not going to
2: go ahead. You should be ashamed. Hard more ass or anything like that here. Okay?
15: Black lives don't matter. But Roxy's mm-hmm. life does. That's right. I'm starting a campaign, okay, a new campaign, do. ladies she's, and
4: gentlemen. you your late been,
15: night president.
4: Hashtag Roxy's
15: life matters. Roxy's life matters.
2: I got her down by about 100 pounds here. You know, her problem is, is that she doesn't want to endure any pain. So as a result, she would not walk. You know, she would not walk now. Now what She got a broken step. Yeah, shift. you got it's her down a 100
15: day. pounds by starving her half to death. You and that flea written. That's uh, that flea written. You know, a, a,
2: a woman who goes from 525 pounds to 427 pounds is not being starved to death.
15: Yes. Yes,
6: you are you know, starving wa- to death, to if death she to death, lays the there you, on her bed of affliction. You,
2: being starved to, what, 325 pounds here and then below 300. You know what I mean? You know, she could probably do with a little bit more starving here. You know what I mean?
15: Oh, so you just admitted to starving your wife live on the No. Oh. Wow. I've told her. I'm, you know,
2: oh, you're such
15: a, man, you're to such a great man, Mark. You're
2: such a great man. not starving. She's she's not doing anything her' and starving.
15: You're starving your Go ahead. wife. Go ahead. You're a horrible father. On. Your daughter's fat having to sleep out there fat fat in the car. Your
2: I know, I know damn well she's giving her plenty of carbs here. You know what I mean?
15: You are, you are, you are, you are the worst, Martin Winstead. You have sunk into an well, all new love tonight. I am appalled. I am disgusted.
2: You are, you know, you are going ahead and beat your own meat because you don't have any we- other women here. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, you talk stupid shit here like you're going to get. Whoa,
15: whoa, whoa, what's this fascination <laughs> with you and meat beating, Martin? Now, we, you know, don't know you, meat, beef, we know you. We you know do that the since meat Martin, meat. Has, since, since Roxy has been on the bedpan, you've been doing your share of meat beating. All right. You don't see anyone complaining about all of that, do you,
2: Martin? Hmm. And you, boy. Why meat
15: must meat you concern meat. yourself with the two beating his meat. Saying, I'm just simply
2: saying, you boy, that, if you go ahead, that blows you know, your boat, Martin. I don't think you're I don't think you are i do not think you are uh kikis, you know, I don't think your kaisk skanks here, one or two or half dozen or 666, are gonna go ahead and listen to some juice here That's say close. say you know say go ahead and fend for yourself, Kaikas, you know.
15: Martin, I'm gonna pledge my my holiday gift to you. Right now, Pastor Martin Lindstead, that's right, I vow that as the late night president, I am going to find you some counseling. Yes, that's what you need, Martin. You need some counseling to restart your heart and maybe Roxy's by then as well, so'll probably need a heart restarting that's right we're gonna we're gonna read her light a fire in Pastor Marty Lindstedt's her, love life.
2: Her. In fact, the love
15: life is going to
2: be. Her heart probably works better than mine. I got high blood pressure. She doesn't. You're going to be
15: sick.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead here. If you want, I'll mute you here. We don't, want, we don't uh, want this Jew boy puking no, all over Damn No, my, no, no, just... come
15: on, Martin. Do we don't want you, puke me. Do we I would love to puking? tell you more about how you're a puking? neglectful bastard of a husband. Do we want you puking
2: over your Jew boy, t- you know, your Jew boy, uh, what, microphone?
15: No. No, Martin. Okay. I would love to continue to tell you how much of a horrible, horrible man you truly are.
6: <laughs>
15: yes, ladies and gentlemen, you now have proof and I bet in another year Marty will be denying this audio as well. He'll say Marty that he never deny ever said that he was starving. Marty
2: doesn't wife. deny any
15: freaking starving out. your wife, Martin. You admit it to it. You are disgusting. What?
2: I'm not starving. I just simply ask question. Is you know, essentially getting her down by a hundred pounds here. In fact I really need to get her down by another hundred pounds, really. Oh, you know, God. I mean,
15: you see, Martin. Instead of you, I don't know how you call yourself a pastor, Martin. Instead of you accepting and loving your wife for the woman that she has become. One time, one
2: time, Roxy pulled back. Maybe the two women. That she went ahead, She went ahead, and I said, "said I'll only give you I'll only give you one of these here little baby roof candy bars here that you've been wanting here. You show me that you." You know, show me a blood, you know, a sugar reading here. She went ahead and took a blood, you know, sugar reading here. And she showed it to where it looked like a eighty six here. Well, what happens is she was pulling I knew she was pulling a fast one, so I went ahead and looked it was actually a ninety eight. So, essentially, I said, you fraudulent heifer here. You know, oh,
15: my you God.
6: Ahead,
15: Martin. You ahead, what, whoa, that, whoa, wait
2: you a minute. Wait. A fraudulent, fraudulent heifer? heifer? You, know, not reading. you know, you fraudulent heifer. You went ahead and turned
6: that blood oh right down.
2: It was actually a 98, you know, 7, uh, eighty six
15: here. Wait a minute. You called your wife a fraudulent heifer? How dare you, wait. Martin?
2: Well, you call your, you call your, you know, you call your, oh, you call your Esther Chikises and Shiskos here, bitches here. You know what I mean? Fraudulent Chitka's, Heifer is it sort of is it sort really. Of, hmm, fraudulent Heifer.
15: I can't believe get, you would get,
4: say such, a,
2: Such, Ruth, she didn't get a
15: beautiful thing to such a beautiful woman with a beautiful
2: heart. Seven eighty six here it was actually. Ninety-eight here. She held it upside down here. I think she was gonna fool me. She nearly did fool me too. You know what I mean?
15: Oh yeah. I I imagine. Wow, Martin, you really you made your wife you you actually held a Babe Ruth candy bar over her head. You and that slippery butt over there. I know he was there
6: too. That butt was there. You
15: yeah,
6: held
1: this thing candy knew, bar over her, her head.
2: Knowing she, she, she couldn't out. reach it. Yeah, yeah, You you act like you act like you act like I'm a machitist like Sally Struthers here who goes in front of them here little starving Ethiopian nigglets here with flies all over there. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 no, that's no,
15: going to be Roxy. Give it another, hey, give it another six months. Christmas hey, you know, special, hey, she'll be there with
2: know, the flies and the bowl of oatmeal. That might be the children here on the bench was at the same time making, you know, essentially making ads for a stickers commercial here, you know what I mean? I always used to wonder is that why didn't that, you know, that fat, you know, Esther Kikis just didn't go ahead. And when she went to Ethiopia, buy us some money here. Why don't you just go ahead and give them a whole bunch of, you know, give all them Ethiopian skinny starved nigglets a fucking Snickers bar instead, you know what I mean? Have you ever wondered that?
15: Sure no,
2: no, no. Anyway, anyway, I I think I'm on the mood. I think I've got my second wind, and I'm on the mood for some more fucktardation here. So I think I'm going to go
4: ahead and mute Damon Gaming, okay? Go go ahead, bring them on. That's right. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna
2: be. I'm gonna be, be tag teamed by a Southeast Texas Jew Boy and a. Uh, essentially Wait a minute. A Eighty-one. Meeting.
6: Meet meeting was first out. Now,
15: now you want to be tag team? Martin. I mean, come on! This is disgusting. Disgusting. And you yeah, say, dealing yeah, at yeah. that dog over there. Oh, God knows what you're doing to that dog to force him to stay there.
2: I'm doing I ain't doing I'm doing Damon Gaiman any forcing here heard Todd doing giving you help hmm? Am I let Her- am I let you talk yes or no Damon Gaiman Barely Barely How barely here What do you mean barely I was just Are You around, around naked You're running around naked here drinking Schaefer right now and feeling sorry for yourself or something?
18: No, well, I was feeling pretty down, but then I heard uh, Todd beating you down on here, what? and I'm down,
2: feeling better. Yeah. Good Lord, here. Yeah. Well, you know, they oh, yeah. are man- all feeling, feeling these somewhat better. Yeah, they're just, they're, being, they're just being all hideous to me here. That's why That's why I'm
4: so scared. I can't believe you know, there
15: starving. It's is- Poor wife. Poor Roxy. I'm, starving. I'm lighting a candle right now for Roxy.
2: Well go ahead and light a candle here. Shoot. Go ahead and burn some hair off your ass. You know, your ass and get rid of some of your Dingleberries at the same time you're lighting the damn candle, okay?
15: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Marty. I've got the candle lit. Well oh, actually it's just my lighter. <laughs> I'm waving it in the air, waving it high for Roxy. We're standing by you, Roxy. Roxy's life matters, Martin.
6: <clears throat> doing just fine.
2: She's just doing fine. All about you know, you boy getting fan over this shit. Well, no,
15: you, 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 you have abused her for far too long, Martin.
2: I've amused, her, I've amused her
4: for far too long, more like. Sounds
15: like the you only thing you've look, been amusing you know over there is yourself, how Martin. I
2: you know how to juggle?
15: Wait a minute. I've got another lighter lit here for your daughter.
2: You know how to juggle?
15: Yes. We're standing with you, too, uh, daughter, Winston. Yes, who's having to sleep? Outside in this heat. God forbid it's the rain. Yes, having to sleep in her car because Martin is too much of an asshole to let his own daughter stay in their nice, comfortable, cool, very spacious hovel from hell.
4: ain't a Hubble. It ain't from
2: hell. It is sort of spacious here, and the problem isn't fat ass, the problem is red nigger.
15: No, 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 that is not his name, Martin, that is not his name.
2: Well, that's what he says here, he doesn't like being called red nigger behind his back. Two weeks ago I said, well that's the stupid thing I ever heard, would you rather be called red nigger to your face? He didn't have God, effort, bless,
15: but... God bless Red Nigger. God bless you... Red Nigger. I yeah. hope that someday he finally grows the balls to punch you right in your face, Mark Lindstead.
18: Jeez, I always blame others. You for can this hear me. Red thing. Nigger,
15: we're standing with you, Red Nigger. Punch him in the face. Punch him in the face. Nigger
2: smash. Nigger wow. smash. James Gamer is about the same, you know, hue as Red Nigger.
15: What? What?
4: Sounds like a good time.
2: Damon mm-hmm. Gamer Game is about the
15: Oh, yeah. Oh, time yeah. Time. Get to smash Martin's daughter. With the rest of the truckers. <laughs>
2: I guess we're all I guess we're all amused in this fuck
6: aren't
15: we? No, we're not amused. We are heartbroken. I can't believe why, that you would starve you your innocent, poor, defenseless wife. You're over there holding That's the stutter butter over her head, knowing that she can't reach, you know, how those over overweight women are they have those short arms you know You're over there
6: teasing and
15: mocking her. Here Roxy is this what you want? Give me a blood test. Give me a blood test This isn't Maury Povich This is someone's life (laughs) Martin You are the husband and the father and the nigger lover (laughs) Shame on you, Martin. Shame, shame, shame on your name, Martin. If I was there, I would free Roxy and send her to nigger Brian Rio.
18: I think that's what the courts are going to do. Oh,
15: yeah. That's why, that's why he hates Brian Rio so much. Because Roxy wants a little nigger dick in her life.
2: Yeah, well, yeah.
15: You I mean, I little... remember?
2: I remember. This is November 2010. When old nigger lips went ahead and threatened to rape Johnny Tonto's wife and you know daughters here, and I said, "Oh, that's that's bullshit." I mean, hell, I mean, old 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 uh, old nigger lips or the manzer mentor, or Brian Rio, he's not interested in any females' genetic pussy here. He's just interested in your. Man, pussy you. So,
1: hey Marty, uh,
18: you do you have any of those uh, straight out of Grand B shirts left?
2: I never had any Thank straight out Grand Granby shirts.
18: Yeah, in the black and white.
15: You know. <laughs> somebody make somebody the have, damn shirts! Make the shirts!
2: Hey, such shirts at all?
15: Straight out of Supposed Granby, forces,
2: or maybe they should the make it straight the, out of the hobble. The hobble. Have, hobble. The hobble, uh, hobble. Hobble hobble. Hobble. Digger,
15: digger. hobble, hobble.
2: And I have, I have a, what? I think I have a uh, old town Day Granby you know, cotton shirt here somewhere. <laughs>
4: Anything else? Oh, I'm beginning to fall asleep
2: here. At least stars are not very amusing here. Let's see
15: here. Oh, boy. Game in here.
2: Anyway. Chat
18: yeah, Mark,
15: why don't you go in there and fall asleep on top of your wife for once? Hmm. Why would I do
4: that?
15: Because it's better than falling asleep on top of your dog, as you've been doing.
4: Hmm? No, well, my little, my little poor little animal, he's crows, a,
15: Steve Martin.
2: He's only a fifteen-pound hound here. You know, he's not going to let. He's not going to let two hundred fifty-two pound me lay on top of him. You know what I mean?
15: Oh of he's course not, not Martin. I
4: mean, we yeah, all know sports sports you're the catcher. And, you're the catcher. Pass you know, more than uh Jew boy Todd
15: Morris. Oh very amusing, Martin. Very amusing. Why don't you open the door and invite your daughter into the nice cool hobble hovel, Hobble hovel.
2: It's cool outside here. Uh, they're sleeping in the Ford Explorer.
15: Yes, yeah, yes. But did you get rid of that of that ghetto ass washing machine Martin that you said you bought for $10 was flooding out your trailer?
2: Uh, you're not paying attention here. I said the $20 washing machine works better than the $600 Maytag ever did.
15: It's a shame, Martin. You still have that twenty dollar washing machine.
2: Yeah, yeah, it washes the clothes just fine. Is it's like foot
18: operated, you have to puppet it like it, with a pedal or something?
6: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sounds like Marty's living in the old Oregon Trail days over there. <laughs> no, Marty isn't living Oregon Trail Days here. Of course Marty is sort of living here. Uh, Red be better than Red say, the
15: nigger's
2: got fever. <laughs> Mid nineties is good
4: enough for me.
15: Red nigger's got the hay
4: fever. So what he's got here. I wish I had a little more brains. Marty. what
15: when are you just gonna back off and let him be a man? Like you're gonna force him to stay in your in your rat infested farmhouse. He
4: ain't rat infested. Hell, he ain't car- he Ain't even cockroach infested.
2: Well, uh, You saw there's a cockroach
6: in one of your ice cubes. Well, in the you know here here, <laughs> uh, here in
15: the there is Frozen in the damn ice cube, Martin. Really, that's how much you love Roxy? You're going to give her a glass of ice with a side of roaches?
4: Not recently. (laughs) Anyway.
2: Anyway, (laughs) you know, I mean, Damon Gaiman was asking stupid questions about uh, whether Yahweh created everything. I said, yep, Yahweh created everything. Although he didn't create mamzers or like you, David Gaiman. You know, pretty well, pretty well, you're nigger
15: father. Kind of a contradictory and your, statement there, Marty. Raymond, if, st- if you know, would everything, then he created the Mamsers oh. too, Marty.
2: No, no. Yep. didn't create you, mamzers.
18: So, who created the mamzers then? Well, uh,
2: firstly, also, like with you here, your nigger father, you know, he got a hard, you know, he got a hard ten-inch pecker here, and your 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 skank mother here, why she felt like, well, so this way she she got tired of taking it up the ass here, and she didn't have birth control, so she went ahead and squeezed out you here. I mean. You know, when she came out, she said, "Good Lord, that is a burhead little black black bastard here." I'll just go ahead and drop off his head fourteen eighty eight times, and she did here, and that gave birth to you, Damon Gaiman. Yeah, I mean,
18: I mean, follow back to its root here. I mean, who made my parents? Then I mean, hmm? I don't know. See, see the problem is, more well, you always go the long way. An easy
2: mm-hmm. answer. We got a lot of easy answers here. I mean, shoot. You know, I mean, but, what what do you what do you idiot creators believe in? You know, other than you know, I mean they, you, uh, you idiots believe in you, know, the to you Boy class in here running around talking about nature's eternal religion since what, nineteen seventy two when it first came out? <laughs> I
4: was dodging the question. I'm dodging the question. I'm going ask yep. you.
15: As always, as always.
4: Mm-hmm. Marty never
15: answers the tough questions. He just, oh, he yeah. acts his way around it. It changes the subject onto something more his style.
4: I doubt it. In fact, I'm half asleep right now. Here, let's see here. show
2: your,
18: tell your in the ice cube story uh, again.
2: Okay. So, oh safe. shoot! Yes, uh, yes, seventeen. Papa twat just just got you know just got totally out of line here. You know what I mean? So. Uh, you end up having tards here, and I tell my last story not rarely.
1: Yeah, so uh,
18: that's my favorite bedtime story is the roach and the ice cube. Yeah.
15: <laughs>
2: the
18: what?
15: Come on, Martin, give us the old roach uh, and
2: I was asking, Damon Game and He Damon you know, Gaemby. Yeah, we had a bunch of retarded questions. Of the way I answered, you know, answered it here, and then Damon Gaiman why well, like pussy? I didn't answer it.
18: No, you did not answer it correctly.
2: Correctly? According to what? According to, uh, you know, Creator a Mongol creators with a eighty-one one iq your, I didn't answer it correctly? Only,
18: look, your only answer was is who I to
4: question Yahweh. That's not really answering shit. I didn't answer it. I said Yahweh made, every, you know, Yahweh made everything. And then Fagtake,
18: he just like talked about you answering it, and then he did
2: Well, he did here, but he want he wanted to go ahead and quit. He didn't really feel like dealing
4: with your fucktardation. No.
6: Nah.
15: So, <sighs> oh, Marty, you sound a little
2: uptight tonight. No, i I'm find, I, find, I sound a little bit half asleep tonight. He's tired of getting a... Hmm.
15: Oh yeah, he's been Screaming Roxy all day.
2: Screaming at Roxy at all. I told her. I told her to. Uh, you know, essentially, she wants something from me. Get it all at once. Don't make me go ahead and have to get up every five minutes for bullshit. She still got her damn wet, wet wash right.
15: You're a prick,
4: up. When I went up to get You're my a prick, uh, Martin, need some water.
15: I mean, get it all at once. I
2: mean, what really? No, some woman wants something from me here. I'm going to get up and get for here. Why, hey, get it done in one, get it done in one here. You know, don't make me go walk
4: miles and miles and miles.
15: Lazy. Martin,
4: instead, lazy. Well, yeah, I can be lazy and neglectful. Oh, no, I'm
15: tired. Right, right down,
4: I'm
6: say,
15: tired. It. say it, say it, Martin. I'm, I'm a neglectful husband. Say it, Martin. Come on, say it for the whole oh, world. Yeah.
2: I am infinitely patient with fucked up Jew boys and recreate hard retards.
15: Yep, just what I expected.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. More,
15: tarnation,
6: mm-hmm.
2: more tarnation. More
4: uh, tarnation. Tartars- uh, why, is- why don't
2: you go ahead and explain hey, exactly what the fuck you believe in, since you've got what, hey, all of books. Are you going to go explain what you believe in? You're going to be a good little retard, to essentially. Explain Mark, exactly what the hell, if anything, you believe
18: in. Have you ever been in a courtroom, Roy?
2: Oh, quite a few times. Okay.
18: I've anyway. Been, dude, that hey, that huh? judge, I mean, do you guys get contempt of court for not answering the judge properly?
2: No, I've got contempt of court for a number of other things, and the judge didn't have any jurisdiction to do what he does, but essentially judges do whatever the hell they want to. Yeah, but I mean... Anyway, I, I, anyway, I, I, I did ask I did ask questions. I mean, look, yeah, you know, look, you know, look, look, Damon Gaiman, I mean, Aaron just being simply a lying retard who has no idea what the fuck he goes ahead, it seemed like you had some little notion, some little nugget that Benny Bussbach-Classen had given you and essentially... So just go ahead and ask all your Christian friends that stupid retarded question here. I go ahead and listen. And for my gear it doesn't make any sense, but the gist of it is uh, do you believe that you know God made everything? And the answer is uh, I say yes. You know but I do go ahead and make point out is that Yahweh is responsible for Mamzers like yourself. Bullshit. And that was the answer. Why is Yahweh responsible for mamzers like yourself?
18: Responsible for everything.
2: New manzers are responsible for everything?
18: Yeah, you your Jew is responsible for everything.
2: Well that's nice. Let's just let's just say that,
4: you know, that is true here. Uh what do what do you really believe in, you know, Damon Gaiman?
18: You only get to buy what there's proof of and there's no proof of any of that, so
2: until there is. W- wiggling out of it. What do you really believe in, gaming, You Now, just you can say, well, hey, everything. Billy Buck, fuck, goes ahead and writes. I believe in, even no matter how much ridiculous it
18: is. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> if there's no, if there's no proof on how things became the way it is, there's no reason to make up a, a story and like all these fairy tales, like Harry Potter shit. <laughs>
6: Well,
2: I mean, this is this is just simply fucktardation here coming in here. You have no idea. You have no idea what the hell you are talking Harry about.
6: Harry Potter. Hey, <laughs> I can see
15: Martin dressed up for a little Dungeons me. and Dragons. Just blame me.
2: Go ahead and blame me
4: here for essentially telling you basic dogma, and you not understanding it. No. So that's not how this works. You're the one that believes
18: in uh, a bunch of made-up shit. So you're the one that needs to try to
2: prove it. Why well, should I bother proving to yep. them? Exactly. Why does that get me here?
6: I mean, really, really, really.
2: I mean, how that are you going
6: to? Who creates do their own religion?
15: I prove that. I
2: prove <laughs> you're an 81 IQ. With Cecil Anglo who's been dropped on its head for what, fourteen, eighty eight times or eighty eight, fourteen times, or whatever, I mean, how do you benefit from that? More of the point, how do you benefit, you know, once yourself is out of the army? I mean you have no idea what the hell you're talking about, you have no idea what the hell you think about. You know, I we'll go ahead and drive, you know, you know, pretty well whatever I need from the Bible.
18: Have you
6: hmm. read it? Hmm?
18: Have
4: you read your Bible or just the cover of it?
6: Times.
15: Yeah, it's Christian identity crisis.
2: No crisis.
15: More yes. the only yes. reasons. Yes, all this I, Christian I believe, identity I believe, crap. I
6: in, hmm?
15: Just a better way of saying that you're having a midlife crisis, Martin, you have for the last 25 years,
6: maybe longer.
4: <laughs> oh, Come, on.
15: Come on, Martin, admit it. Martin.
4: Don't you're, get
15: choked up, Martin. Don't don't get choked up now, Martin.
2: Retard. I admit that.
15: Yes, your Christian identity midlife crisis.
2: I don't have a Christian (laughs) identity
15: midlife crisis. I
2: have a, I have a, essentially, two, nearly two hours of uh, talking, one hour to, you know, two retarded, you know, two retarded Jew boys and mamzers here about nothing much of it all here, and yeah, I admit to being tired.
15: Uh, I think you're uh, getting tired of the butt-kicking that you've gotten tonight, Martin.
18: Yeah, go go in there and tell Roxy that you didn't change your diaper because you're wasting your time with us.
15: (laughs) (laughs) Poor Roxy. Poor Roxy. I've still got my lighters lit, by the way. We shall be free. We shall be free. Yes, we're the free he rock. You a Jew,
4: boy. You shall be free. All right?
15: Yeah, Martin. So what are you doing for the Day of Atonement? Are you going to uh, sacrifice your only daughter?
2: No. You Jew, boys, you Jew boys uh, you Jew boys end up eating your little, uh, you, know, uh, you know, matzo. Well, you don't really eat anything here. You Jew boys just get together and, you know, you know, make an oath to Satan here about how you're going to, you know, you're free from all your little oaths here. So you go ahead and promise to lie to the goyim, and that's what you Jew boys do.
15: Bill Martin, for you hating Jews the way you do you you sure have done your research on them, haven't you, Martin?
2: Do a lot of research.
15: I think we should nail your ass to a cross just like your jew got. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well that's what
4: that's what that's what eighty one i q retards and jew boys like to think about doing, yeah. That's right. I'm
15: going to put a sign over your head. It's not going to say King of the Jews. Maybe it
6: should. King of the Jews. No. It's going to say Murderer of Roxy. Murderer of
4: Roxy. You're a murderer, Martin. My wife Dang a you. murderer.
15: She's going to die of starvation. Starvation.
4: He's dying
2: of starvation.
15: Anyway, anyway, Damon Gaiman
2: Damon here. You went ahead and asked me why, I believe. It's time for me to ask you a question here. And the question of it is, is what is the basic premises of creator tardivity?
18: It's not complicated.
2: it seems to be beyond the uh, rationality of a retard like you. I mean, I'm, I keep on asking you what it is. You don't seem to know what it is.
4: Basically you can sum it up as whatever is for white people is uh all that matters. Ha, Hitler. Well who determines that,
2: Damon Gaiman. Well
1: whatever's you know, whatever boys
2: from Southeast Texas. I mean eighty one IQ Man, ma'am, oh Mams are here who uh You know, reads, Bendy, much like Classen, doesn't even understand how to go ahead and interpret them, or how do you understand what the hell the critter meant?
4: Who determines?
15: You're sounding a little nigger mad, Martin. going to have to turn on my nigger alert.
4: (laughs) What's with this 81 IQ, says,
18: 88.
2: It ain't no 88.
1: Yeah,
4: it is. You're you're retarded, even by Anglo-Mexical standards. Yeah.
15: Martin's fading. Martin's fading. Hopefully for good. Then so we can finally go and student. free Roxy. Give her she the home and love that she deserves. And the um. life that she deserves with.
4: Ryan Rio. Well, she's not bitching about it. Anyway, I've been yapping for
15: what
2: nearly two hours here. I'm gonna go ahead and call it a night if that's all I'm gonna go ahead
15: and get from these two idiots. What, what
2: you know? What is what is the basic premise? What is the basic premise? To create hard creator David Gaiman. I'm I'm just gonna you go ahead and, you know, I've gone ahead and giving them the thirty second tour of dual seed line Christian identity, I've given the five minute tour, I'm going ahead and sometimes giving them the two or three or four or five, six hour tour here. What's the basic premise of create tardivity, Damon Gaiman? Other than other than ridiculous mamzers going ahead and reading a little bit pieces of it and then saying something stupid.
18: <laughs> Read the fucking books. Beyond the cover, I'm, and then you,
2: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the one who is ever going to become a creator. I'm just simply saying what is what you've learned from it.
1: Yeah, you're
18: expecting to hear some hocus pocus shit like what you believe in. There's none of that. I just told you simply what it is. There's nothing more to it.
2: There is nothing more to it here. I mean, shoot, books and books and books by a retarded, lying Jew boy here, you know, to other retard[s]. And essentially, there is nothing more to it. It's just simply the belief that essentially you Manders pretend to follow this Jew boy who preached that everything's been created by the Creator, which is essentially Wiggers. You know, nothing's nothing's created by Whiggers except fucking myth nowadays here. But essentially, Whiggers did not create themselves, you know, and neither did. Like I tell Fink here, you know, Jews didn't create themselves here. They are spawned Satan from Satan's seduction of Eve. So essentially, you want to go ahead and, you know, follow dual seedline Christian identity and uh, wherever you want. You already know, you should know, you should know what the basic premises are. You have so no Maury. idea what the hell your basic premises are. I've asked Maury. you. I've asked you or three times. Maury.
18: Maury, where's your Satan at? Where's this guy at? Hmm? Where is Satan well, at? He
2: wanders about here seeking, you know, like a roaring lion, seeking what he may devour here. Of course. Well, I mean, uh,
1: no, 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 the masters of,
2: Jew boys, masters of Jew boys are already in many cases as children Sorry. already here. you just out to go ahead and go after Sorry. genuine white people like me. What?
18: If I was wanting to mail a letter to Satan, what would I put on the front of that envelope?
2: says, Dear Say, Satan the Devil, courtesy of the nigger that spawned me, and then put your mother's address here. You know what I mean,
4: he's probably pumping it right now. I was just wanting to go over and hang out with Satan. Uh, no, just, well, after you know where, well, you gotta you, got you, <laughs> you got a spa Satan. You
2: got spa Satan right now. I mean Tard Morris should be able to go ahead and give you the the talks to channel number. Or you can go ahead and set up a special Tard Talk here and invite you boy Morris over, right? You
18: hang, then, couldn't you? Well, I mean, you Christchart's claim to know where Satan's at. I just want to go hang out with him, so let me know where he's at.
2: Well, why are you at the stupid shit like that here? You have no idea what the hell you're talking about here. According to you, according to your own little rule, there is no there is no spiritual being here. Therefore, there's no anti-spiritual being who is a spiritual being. Shoot, you you uh, you idiot, creator should know that much. But essentially, creator is just simply something written by a Jew boy for a bunch of mongrels to claim that they have a white man's racial religion. They're not white men. And you know, essentially, something written by a damn Jew is not a racial religion, no matter what stupid shit says.
18: Well, if you read it, it would give you all the arguments. If I read that it.
2: You know what I mean? Sure. Have you read your stupid book?
18: Oh, yeah. Twice. Well, then why
2: in the world can't you give, you know, why can't you go ahead and give arguments for it then?
18: I could, but, it you know, it's casting pearls to swine.
4: You don't have any, you don't have any of
2: your, oh, any, you don't have, you don't have any idea what your, Jew boy, guru went ahead and wrote these stupid books. Sam, do you?
18: Uh, read your chat there. Guess nineteen. What she said in there.
2: Yes, nineteen. What she lost? What here? I just uh, don't get Yahweh short sight. Yahweh short sideness. Uh You know, maybe no, you read don't. the
18: light above it, retard. Hmm? The line above it, the first line. You usually start at the beginning of somebody's paragraph, not the end part. Well
2: no, I mean you have you have Damon still won't say what he believes. You know, the idiot has no idea what he believes. He just he just goes ahead and he talks about how he's read these books by some Jew boy who cooked off here before he could go ahead and get some of Damon Gaiman's man pussy. And essentially Damon Gaiman has no idea what that what the hell that Jew boy Believed here, he can't even explain what the hell divinity is. No, now, it's I
6: didn't perfect. I explain. I didn't
2: explain. Like, explain Christian daddy. Christian deity is a belief. It's a Christian belief. Is that white? You know, white people from what Western and Northern Europe are the lost quote thirteen tribes of the House of Israel. And dual seed line holds is that well essentially Jews like uh, Todd Morris here are descended from Satan's. Seduction of Eve, which gave birth to Cain. You know, folks, I, I mean I I can go ahead and explain what dual seed line and Danny is. I can give you a thirty second, I can go ahead and give you a five minute option here. But instead you just have a retard like uh, Damon Gaiman here who has no idea what the fuck his own stupid shit believes, but it's so much better because hey, the retard likes it. He does you know, and he likes it because he has no understanding here. He'd be smart if he was saying just like uh, this other creator. I don't know, have you ever heard of Mongoloid Hardy or Hardy Mongoloid? You'll see her sort of you know, part Jew boy, you know, uh Asperger Ashclown, who went ahead and shot this cougar, you know, because he was wanting some pussy from him, but so she was talking about going ahead and going to his wife and he went back to jail. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, spent another three years from being a Felon with a gun here, you know, like old Reverend Mongoloid Hardy. He went ahead and claimed he'd taken over from old Matt Hale. Well, you know, while Matt Hale was in, you know, Florence, you know, a uh, supermax prison here. And
6: you know, folks, uh, you know,
2: most of the time, most of the time, I don't worry about creators because I've never seen one that wasn't a Mamser except for James Wan James wan Brunn, I mean, I guess I guess Kreatar, appealed to him and that's fine. I mean usually usually you know Christian I Day does not get along creators because hey, you know, creators just a bunch of Mongols here yapping, 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 yapping stupid shit here, and it'd be annoying if since these Mongols had soul or knew what the fuck they're talking about and they don't
4: so I don't really worry about it, okay? The show's dumbing you down? I don't know. If
2: you listen to Damon Gaiman here, you know, just listening here, you know, just shows that you're dumb. So I'd go ahead and let the Jew boy and the uh, Crate Tarted are here have their fun here. You know, I've been half asleep for the last what? 10
5: minutes here, so I had to wake up a little bit here.
2: Uh, so I can go ahead and say that I did an entire two hours here, okay? I only got about well, I mean, eight minutes more. I have to go. What? Are you going to be able to explain what the hell Benny Buttsup Classon said that's so good for you fucking mongrels that you, all you idiots go ahead and follow it? The so a You're me explain? Are you going to go ahead and explain?
18: What? Are you telling me that Zog
2: still has you paid hourly now. Why would Zog pay me hourly? For what? They, they're not what,
18: giving what, you what, a salary.
2: What is what is what is so important to Zog that they got to pay me anything here? Doing you know to insult, insult fucked up Jew boys from Southeast Texas and essentially, you know, eighty one IQ Mongols here who pretend to be creatards. I mean, what what, I mean what, who in the world would pay any money for that stupid shit?
18: So, I mean, you're worried about rounding up the hour so you get your
2: Zog Bucks. I don't I say anything about getting Zog Bucks here. And so I'd go ahead and give a show, even if it's a shitty show, of about two hours. For the first hour, I went ahead and gave a monologue. I went ahead and talked about how. You know, if it's a matter of bowel movement faggots, I prefer Greg Johnson over, you know, Dickie Spencer. Because Dickie Uh, Spencer has a bunch of mongrel faggots here and Jew boys. You know what I mean? Uh, The truth of the matter is, is is it shoot? You know, Dr. Greg can stop, you know, can stop butt-fucking and sucking dick here and become an actual true white nationalist here. Or he can go ahead and become his own warlord over San Fax Crisco and I won't give a shit about that one way or the other here. You know what I mean? But essentially Dickie Spencer is a total is a total is a total you know one eighth Jew boy, one eighth Jew boy, and essentially a uh you know, and some a Mamser as well. And essentially just some zogbot tard here. So you know the answer the answer is is this bowel moment. Needs to have decentralization. And so in this foul move, there's plenty of room because, you know, Greg Johnson ain't going to any- go anywhere here any more than Trader Glenn Miller did, any more than that Jew boy Alex Linder did. Just like talks you here. I mean, shoot, there's never any shortage of retards for me to go ahead and whoop up on like you and Tard Morris. Is there?
18: I think you're creating retards.
2: No, I ain't creating any retards. I already pointed yeah, out yeah. that Yahweh didn't create you man's a retards. I mean essentially that was a matter of that was a matter of your your mulatto your mulatto father jumping aboard your red nigger whore mother here and you know the best part of it, you, know, you running down her leg here and somehow you got created. And essentially that's what you call creatardity. We're essentially a bunch of niggers and Mongols and Jews go ahead and fuck each other and they pretend they're white and then say that Uyghurs went ahead and created everything. Well, Uyghurs
4: do create nothing other than essentially a fucked up mess. You are muted. No, it wasn't a sound matter.
2: I was having I was having I was having a uh, well you're Damon Gaiman. You're Damon Gaiman. you know, reach the bottom of the Schaefer keg. Or maybe you know what occurred to me is that maybe Damon Gaiman was having a battle of the wits to determine who would go ahead and speak first. I I'd go ahead and speak first. But I side go ahead and win by just simply muting You know, uh, Tard Morass here and Damon Gaiman. I mean, look, look, look. If I go ahead and I unmute you retards or Jew boys, or Mamsers or Faggots or Zogbots, if I go ahead and unmute you, the last thing you should want to do is play a game with me, with me over who, over who, you know, uh, is going to go ahead and have the last word or the first word or whatever here. I mean, essentially, I'm a mute you retards. Every, each each one of these two ass clowns has their own fucking show. In fact, Damon Gaiman has gone ahead and mocked me from his show because essentially he's a... Well, in addition to being a witless here, sometimes he's malicious as much as a witling can be. So, anyway, if I go ahead and unmute, if I go ahead and mute, you know, essentially... Unless I just go ahead and mute these fucktards here, because I started the show at around 15 after here, and I'm determined to go ahead and have two hours of the show instead of an hour and five minutes. Now, Dr. Gene Scott, and he bought a big old auditorium somewhere out in California or something like that here. I remember hearing about that here. I remember when he refused to say anything for three freaking hours, because nobody was sending him some money. Now nobody's sending me any money. I got my own inheritance here and shoot, I got this microphone paid for. I got the twenty dollar I got the twenty dollar uh MP three recorder, that's paid for too. This uh hundred and forty dollar desktop it's paid for. The Dell that I paid $325 for back in 2011, 2012, was an i3 processor, that's paid for. So, essentially, everything's paid for, already paid for. So, hey, it's all good to go. Should be all good to go, okay? But anyway, I did ask Damon Gaiman, did ask Damon Gaiman. I mean, you know, come on, I explained what Chris Sandetti is. Whole time. You have thought that a tard like Damon Gaiman could explain what create tardivity is. Right? Let's go look at
15: the chat here. Well well chances have been caught up. Alrighty.
2: Well, she let herself yeah, let herself get the, no sound here. There's plenty of sound here. Wanna whine like a pussy here. You wanna be a tard, that's why I'm a
4: Damon Gaiman, you're back.
2: Have you figured out what you believe in, you know, even though you're a
4: manzer? Can you explain to me the essence of creativity?
11: You are unmuted.
4: If you want to call in, you can go call, call in.
2: And you can think you're going to hand my stupid ass to me. Okay. You swallowing air? You're probably, you're probably, if uh, those two were close together, they'd be swallowing each other's dick here. You know what I mean? These two idiots would be.
4: Damon Gaiman, last chance here. Explain, create tardivity. You know,
2: explain, create tardivity in a minute. Ben, if you do a good job here, I'll go ahead and give you another two or three minutes to so explain, create tardivity. As opposed to simply some bullshit made up by a Jew boy who wants more mam's or ass pussy here, young mam's or ass pussy. Way ahead, made up, because he's a lying Jew boy. Being a lying Jew boy here, Jews go ahead and claim that the, the Messiah six million of them who were holocausted by Hitler in order to go ahead and bring about the millennium or whatever here. That's what Jew boys claim here. Mamsers go ahead and, claim you know, so the Jew boy went ahead and st- instead of doing that, went ahead and told Mamsers here they can be their own little Messiah and save themselves. Okay? And that's the sort of stupid shit here that you get from these tards. Now, folks,
18: it'll be explained tomorrow night at show ID 144808 because uh, there's no way it could be explained over more of each other here.
2: Mm-hmm. So in short, it could be explained here. I've explained Chris and Day to Damon Gaiman, haven't I? Damon Damon thinks he's
4: really clever.
2: Damon thinks he's really clever here by asking a stupid question here, which is
4: obviously stupid.